Welcome, my Jingus, to episode 129 of This Week in K-Pop. In this episode, we will talk about A-Pink, Chunga, Cosmic Girls, GXXD, Icon, Lee Sun, Impact, Rehab, and Sean. My name is Steven. With me, as always, for 2019 is my co-host, Josh. Hello. Now, This Week in K-Pop is a discussion podcast that covers the last two weeks of K-Pop music video releases, or at least we try to, and we say that every time. Yeah, but this is a... Yeah. (laughs) This is a spicy one, guys, because... This this is a weird one. If you're a new listener, which maybe you are, uh, we haven't recorded a podcast in quite a long time. I want to say at least eight months. Yeah, and I never released like the last three that we did. So for the listeners, it's probably been even longer than that since our after show for 2017. So this is going to be a weird episode, and this is going to be a weird year, I think, because for the first time in five or six years, we now have a very big gap in knowledge of K-pop. We used to yeah. be, and we were never experts to begin with because we were we were we were idiots. Yeah, let's get that straight. We're not experts in any sort of way, but I do say that you and I have been following K-pop for a pretty pretty good amount of time before this like big hiatus that we took. Yeah, and uh, before we talk about that, I do want to just straight up, first of all, apologize for the uh, the gigantic break. Um, we're actually going to put like a kind of like a 2018 like what happened maybe like a why did it happen kind of section at the very end of the episode so like new listeners don't get stuck with like a 30 minute you know apology slash explanation about our shittiness i guess yeah yeah <laughs> um so we're gonna do that at the end but i do want to say thanks to all the people that um for example still talk in our slack channel or are still um like patreon supporters which kind of blows my mind yeah, because that really helped with like um paying for the um the podcast to like stay on the servers that host the podcast and uh pay for like uh, essential kpop, you know, dot com that still works and that we still it's use. It's still up and running. It's still up and running. And of Ali course, Betwix yeah. is still moderating it, so which is insane to me because I feel like she's also a moderator on Reddit also, I think, nowadays. Like a ton of, yeah, like a ton of different places. I see your name pop up every now and then. Yeah. Um, so while we did take a very long break and we both together have probably not even heard like 10% of the songs that re- were released in 2018, cause we usually go hard, right? We usually go yeah. incredibly deep dive on every single music video that comes out. We at least listen to once. Um, we just don't have that. Um, so I do want to ask our listeners that have been of course, around and in the 2018 mindset to send us a list of like their top 10 songs because we didn't get to have that podcast this year, you know, the best podcast yeah. uh, that we love to do. So, you know, maybe there's a bunch of songs that we're we're going to miss because all I did was what I looked up like Apple Music's 2018 playlist, you know, Billboard.com's, which is probably one of the worst ones, but it was the easiest one to Google, you know. Yeah, and it made me realize how I don't want I don't want to say like we're important, but like there's no real consolidated place where you can kind of just look at multiple people's ranking about K-pop, which is which is kind of mind-blowing to me. Like K-pop is becoming more of a global thing and it's great that Billboard and places like these have like top 10s or top 20s or whatever, but it it really kind of 
baffles me that it's been a whole year, I guess, almost since we've had this hiatus and not really much has changed in sort of like K-pop organization. Yeah. Like even though BTS has like hit it fucking hard, right, this year, or I guess should say last year, I think the general kind of mind share of K-pop that hasn't increased that much, but maybe we're wrong, right? Maybe we're just talking about our assholes because we don't know. Um, But at least coming back for these last two weeks, I didn't really seem like them. But anyways, all that kind of talk should have been... We we wanted to put it at the end. We wanted to hit the ground running for 2019. So if you want to hear that, stay till the end. If you don't, we're going to start. So uh, normally, uh, we're kind of changing it up a little bit. Uh, Josh and I used to kind of sit in a room together and or at least sit on Skype together and run through like these giant lists of all these K-pop songs, but we've kind of um, prepared separately for the first time ever. Yeah, so we we only know kind of what songs we're going to talk about uh, in general, not really how the person feels about them and and things like that. So it's going to be kind of a surprise for both you guys and the person <laughs> uh, opposite the podcast, right? Yeah, we're trying something new. If it doesn't work out, we might go back to like sharing because we each made bullet points and stuff to talk about on like personal lists right we may go back to kind of sharing it we'll, we'll kind of see how this episode goes but we're going to start this episode probably with the uh spiciest uh discussion point of the new year mm-hmm. yes and this was a, an artist and a song that was on both of our lists that we wanted to talk about I, in theory, when we were planning this, it was like, who knows? Who knows if we're going to say good things or bad things? But, uh, <laughs> oh boy. I think we know. Or at least but, I know. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we're going to talk about the very first song of, uh, this brand new episode. It's going to be A Pink with their new song, Ung Ung. put this on my list josh also put this on his list right right and i feel like it's I pretty feel like for different reasons i feel <laughs> yeah. like for different reasons uh yeah i put it on my list for a positive reason and josh put it on it for a very negative reason for very very negative reasons so I'll, I'll let you go first i'll let you go first let's start with the good let's start with the good so part of me was like okay um, I've been talking about starting the podcast back up for a while, like to myself and to like some of my new coworkers and stuff like that. 
when I like loaded up the list for 2019, I was like, oh my god, we get two Black Eyed Pilsling songs like right off the bat. Like that's destiny right there. You know what I mean? That's it's gonna be a great start of the new year. And this song, Ung Ung, is produced by Black Eyed Pilsung. And I am actually not going to say that it's like a hit out the park because it's really not. Um, I think this song is good. I don't think it's amazing. I don't think it's because a lot of Black Eyed Pilsung songs are amazing. Longtime listeners know, right? We're big fans of the producer Black Eyed Pilsung, right? Yeah. And, you know, they've made songs like Likey and TT and. A whole bunch of other songs that I can't remember right now because we took a whole year off, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I, I think they're great at filling out backing tracks. Um, they're, they're not only good at making interesting backing tracks with, with catchy beats, like melodic beats, but also filling in gaps. And I think the, the hardest thing is to fill a pink's vocal gaps. <laughs> and I like, do not yeah. think that they succeeded, but. But I think the backing track is the obvious star here. Actually, I really, really, really like the backing track. And after I heard the song a couple of times, like I was like in one of those trances where I was just like, dun, 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 dun. I was just like hearing that backing track in my head, like against my will. Hmm. And for me, like that's the biggest takeaway for me is, is the, this like progression, this like, dun, 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 dun. you know, I'm not a great singer, but hopefully you know what I'm talking about, right, Josh? Yeah. The main, the main m- melody that's, uh, yeah, you know, throughout like the hook and pretty much throughout the song. Yeah. Um, and, and speaking of that, like wh- the other thing I really like about this song is that it is for the most part, it is one song. It is not very Frankenstein-y and, you know, listening to a bunch of 2018 songs to kind of try to catch up. It's like that, that's still a fucking problem. That is still a problem in K-pop. And I think it's exemplified by the fact that we have probably both, or at least I have listened to a lot more American music in my time off. Um, and I've also re-listened to so much of the 2017 playlist because I just didn't have a 2018 playlist, right? So I've listened to the 2017 playlist so many times, and it's so clear to me now that, like, I personally really, really like when it's one song, when it's one backing track for that is, for the most part, like 90% just in the background connecting the song tissue together. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, it's not just like, oh, well, the, the rapper girl needs to go, so we need to change it to be for rapper girl. And it's like, oh, this girl kind of can't really sing, so I need to change it around for girl who can't really sing. Like, for the most part, this song is just one continuous uh, backing track, and, and I really do appreciate that, especially when that's mm. the best part. I mean, I can agree with you on the points that you made. Like, definitely for sure, this song is like one unit, but I, I feel like that that melody isn't really super catchy to me. Like, it, it doesn't really stick into my head, but it's also not really abrasive. So I don't want to say like bad things about the melody or the backing track. I actually do think that's probably the best part of this like release as a whole. And we really know that A-Pink's main singer is Inji, and she doesn't really shine in the song to me. Like you said, Black Eyed Pilsung, what's, what makes them kind of special is that they fill in these these like missing parts in vocals or what have you. They don't really do that in this song. And if you told me before I listened to the song that it's going to be a Black Eyed Pilsung song, I'm going to be super excited. Maybe that's part of like the expectation. But once I started listening to it, I, I didn't really notice that it was produced by Black Eyed Pilsung at all. And that's one of my main kind of qualms is that for a group that actually does have a good singer in like Unji, I don't think they really utilized her very well. 
Um, that's so that's like my qualms with the song itself. So like uh, before you talk about the video, like I think yeah. that that is the main problem with the song is like it, it's the concept and the concept of the song is kind of like this emotionless sexy, right? This like emotionlessness, which is it just weirds me out because that's the last thing I want in a K-pop song, right? I don't go to a K-pop song to get this like, like, like kind of dreamy, like, you know, type of like sing talkiness songs, right? And we've slammed A Pink multiple, multiple times in the last, you know, three or four years for their just generic sing talk songs, you know, after their heyday, right? Of like, you know, Mr. Chu and, and, and whatnot, right? Those like bubble gum pop kind of hits, right? Yeah. yeah. There was like a two or three year period where they were just all singing, just, Sing talky like so so ballads, you know. Um, right. So it's trying it, to figure out where they're going. Yeah, and I think it's really cool that they brought in Black Eyed Peas because I do like it. I don't think the the melody is as iconic as like Likey or something like that. Even though mm-hmm. I think I liked Likey way more than you did. Also, um, mm. I still think the backing track is beyond good when compared to K-pop songs as a whole. Not beyond good musically as a whole if that makes sense Mm. Um, yeah i I get where you're coming from yeah but i do think this this problem of like they're still trying to sing this kind of like like ballady type voice you know voice instrument rather than a more like powerful like this backing track needed more powerful sounds and powerful voices and harder like snaps to the voices to match the backing track and a lot of it is just like Sing talky, you know? Yeah. And like the parts that Unji does have, it, it might just be me, but like when she starts climbing like the notes, it kind of sounds like it's further away. It's like mm. not as loud. Um, it might just be like my headphones or the like just something with me that I'm trying to like nitpick about it, but I, it really feels like every time I hear her sing her part in like the hook, if it, it seems like it's in another room almost Hmm. to me so that's i have qualms but the qualms that i have um aren't necessarily with the backing track i think the backing track is like above average Uh, the the issues i have with it is that we know that a pink has come out with this like rebranding right they don't want to be seen as like the cutesy idols anymore and for me what i'm looking for in a change with something like that is that you you really gotta wow me and if the music or the singing is kind of just like average, then it's not really going to be that much of an impact for me. I'll always remember what you're known for before if you don't really make a statement with your new change. And so I don't really think A-Pink has made a change in like this song or their previous release, I'm So Sick. So, But I know a lot of people really like I'm So Sick. Yeah, I think it was on a lot of top lists that I was looking at. And I have listened to it. And I I think this song is better. I I actually didn't really like um, the last one. Yeah, I haven't I haven't listened to either of them enough to really compare like one is better than the other. But I do know that I don't really like either of them. Yeah, and it's it, it's kind of like this statement change that is really relying heavily on like the image or the branding, the music video, outfit choices. Uh, choreography and things like that right like all all the other elements to release besides the music and in my mind i think if you really want to kind of switch up your image you really need to switch up your sound first rather than your image 
But I mean, that's kind of a subjective look at it. A lot of people are just like, oh, you know, Josh, you're crazy. Like, if you want to change your image, obviously you change your image first, not your sound. Mm. But like for me, I'm I'm always going to be listening to like the musical sound, you know, first. Yeah. And this just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I got you. I I don't I don't know where I personally fall. Like I guess on that, I like I do think this is significantly different. Well, oh yeah, I don't think anybody can argue if you like compare this song to like say Mr. Chew or something. You they're right. totally different types of of release, but. This if you're asking me objectively which one is more catchy or which one will kind of capture more of the market or more of like mindshare, I think it's going to be those Mr. Chu bubblegum songs. Especially since I think a lot of a lot more groups and people are kind of leaning into this this type of ung release, you know. Like there's not a huge market I think for that bubblegum pop anymore. Really? I would I would kind of say the opposite. I feel like I I should actually maybe not a market, but there's not a lot of competition for that. I think, from what I've seen, huh? I mean, maybe we're looking at different things. Like like you know, like you said at the top of the episode, we're we're really like kind of distanced from K-pop now. Like maybe you've seen a lot of groups that have done that, but in my kind of perusing of what's happened in 2018, there's there hasn't been too much of that. I feel like it's a lot more tropical house or latin beats or this type of of mature kind of look or even hip-hop but not really a lot of bubblegum poppy-ness yeah i i guess i haven't i guess in my head i'm thinking like i'm sure like oh my girl came out with something and i'm sure lovelies came out with something and i'm sure you know enter insert group name there like yeah. like twice the songs last year were really poppy like really bubblegum mm-hmm. like like please stop this Saccharine, i hate everything like, about this yeah like yeah. P- please bring black eyed pelson back please 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 you know um but i do also think that there were other groups that are are doing other things but i also do think that like aping's in a really weird space because mm. it's kind of a weird anecdote but like my sister in the like time since we last recorded a podcast like in eight months she's gone from like eh, k-pop's whatever to like almost everything she does or watches is korean related now and she was rewatching Running Man from like episode one, right? And holy shit, yeah, yeah. And there's like, a lot of Running Man. So. She finally hit like episode like 100 or something. And again, it's a really long anecdote, but like, I don't know if you remember Josh, but like, I think on our first or our first day in Chongju, like after that week of orientation, there was like a Running Man episode filmed in Chongju that day. Right, I do remember that. Yeah, and my sister was on that episode, and I was like, that was the day, like. I came to Korea. Like, that's crazy. And then, like, it was this big one where, like, they were bringing in, like, two or three members of, like, all these groups. And it was mm-hmm. like, uh, like, oh, Sistar came. And it's like, oh, wait, Sistar's dead. It was like, oh, like, I, I don't remember the exact groups. And it was like six groups, boys and girls, and all six of them are no longer groups anymore. <laughs> like, all, every single one was, is gone, right? But, but like, at the time, those were, like, big groups because you, you have to be a big group or, like, an up-and-comer to be on Running Man. Right, right. Like, right. Like, they were all, like, they're not, like, Joe Schmo, you know, Impact, you know what I mean? Like, they were... <laughs> no, 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 uh, you know, no, no shade to Impact, but, right, you know, you're right. not Sistar. Yeah. But, like, I think A-Pink is now is one of the older, like, they, like who is their competition nowadays in that age bracket, right? Like, right. I, off the top of my head, I can't think of too many that are still together, so... 
I think it's actually kind of interesting that they decided to change directions because I don't think they really needed to. Right. Like I yeah. think that like due to just attrition and also I'm looking at their discography and like five, which was one of their last ballads was like still hit number four on Gayon. Right. And like only one still hit number five. And remember it was still two. Like, like their generic ballad songs were still doing okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's, there's no, there's no need to like tear it down and build it up again, especially when you're such an old group. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I get, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. But I do think that's what kind of, is also a problem is like i think to your point like if they really wanted to reinvent themselves they would have like soup to nuts right like changed a lot of things but they still are keeping a lot of it the same like their choreography is still very a pinky which is just not good <laughs> just not good choreography yeah it's not been yeah um and not even the good a pink choreography like the memorable ones this is like a very this- not great it's like hand flaps that are like are not remotely together like it you know yeah we could talk about that i got yeah. to say about that yeah um, so yeah on. let's just transition to i guess the music video which like i will say that like uh for the first time and i've told josh this for the first time i was listening to all these songs at work right uh uh so i couldn't watch the videos at work um so i feel like i I successfully separated my like of a song as opposed to my hatred of the music video pretty well, which is not something we've ever done before, right? We've always watched the video and listened to the song for the very first time together, right? Right, right. Because you really don't like the music video. So, uh, oh, and God, I actually, I also don't like it, but I think you <laughs> passionate about your dislikes. I'm, I'm very passionate about everything except for the music. The music I'm kind of lukewarm about. Yeah. Uh, it's more of just like a mild dislike, but the, oh, geez, Louise. So, the music video has a lot of things wrong with it. One is just this, like you said, it's kind of like they're trying to be this secretive, quiet, sexy. And if that's the the image or the feeling that they're going for, they, they went the fucking total opposite direction in terms of props and mm. like shots and all that usage. First off, there's way too many props. Um and they have no sort of like cohesion together. I think there was like a pyramid of like pink BMWs just like stacked on top of each other. Um, when they show like the choreography, which was like almost non-existent in this music video, it was mainly, I think, ninety percent just the members interacting with these weird ass objects, and it, it ranges from like, you know glass ball filled with fake jewels to croissant to this pink piece of bread or IV bag filled with pink fluid or just weird aquarium filled with like light pink water. Like where is, where, where are you going with this storybook here? I, I really don't know what you guys are doing besides just trying to look like, oh, I'm mysterious. Look at me. Like, I'm putting this IV bag in this aquarium. Ooh, what could it mean? I don't, I don't need that. I really, really don't need that in my life. Yeah. We've you always know? hated that kind of like, it, there, it's really just a sequence of magazine spreads, right? Of it's them it's just... really an empty, yeah, it's really empty is what it is. You're, you're, it, it's the, the high school teacher kind of imagery. You know, you give something that's just so confusing, and because it's so confusing, people have to naturally draw some sort of, you know, meaning or depth behind it, where, you know, you could write 
a fucking Tumblr. Well, Tumblr's dead. You can write a whole Tumblr based off of like the imagery in this, but none of it will have any sort of meaning to it. Yeah. And not only that, it's like drenched in this, the grossest pink, like, it's just, uh, for me personally, it's just a very unflattering shade of pink. And, and I don't mean the pink of the clothing. I mean the saturation of the video. And this happens with a lot of, uh, this is like, directed by tiger cave i think which does a lot of like exid videos i think you'll know the exact ones because they use the yeah. exact same colors and the exact same just random nonsense in, uh, imagery um and like that mixed with just the lack of emotion it's like i don't want to listen to a bop like a lot of like the first thing i i read on reddit is like this song's a bop and i'm like okay that's awesome i actually also kind of think it's kind of a bop but like the the mood that the music video conveys is the opposite of a bop right it's like it's anti-bop yeah it's like lazy boy bop you know what i mean it's like let's just look sit here uh un emotion you know emotionless and and sexy i guess or like i guess that's what they're going for right and like they look great for the most part right i'm not saying that they look gross or they look ugly or whatever yeah i'm not saying they're ugly girls right don't get us wrong um it's just that some of them have tried very hard to make them look not pretty and again it's 2019 almost 2018 it's 2019 this has been happening for since the dawn of time um it's not something new but it's just something to uh, still be frustrated about especially (laughs) after uh after a break you know right and it it's not only just kind of the uh, the lighting and the, the prop usage. It, it really goes down to also outfit choices and also makeup slash hair choices. Yeah. So almost all of the outfits they have on are kind of this cheap, gaudy-looking image to them. It, it might just be me, but there's like one scene that like really juts to my head where Unji's wearing this literally just it's a, a blouse made of like bedazzled. Yeah, like buttons or whatever the hell it is. I'm like, that looks terrible in K-pop and in real life. Yeah. Why would they make her wear that? You know. And then one of the members has, I think, this really really tight pigtail look um, that's like braided all the way to her head. And I've seen that in like MMA fighters <laughs> in order in order to have you know not their hair all over the place. Like I've never really seen someone like choose that hairstyle as a fashion statement it's more of a necessity (laughs) rather than a you know look at me i'm really mysterious sexy i think those are the main you know misdemeanors here Uh, there's just a lot of things that are, are really just i i you know i just don't know why they went that route yeah it's and it's beyond it's it's just weird you know it's just a weird thing to 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 come back to you know when like uh like looking at some of the performance videos they wear much more normal quote unquote you know outfits that look great yeah. and like um you know i feel like sometimes it's someone's job to really cuz cuz i think the i mean if you want to stop and think about it, it, it makes sense. It's like, well, like everybody's pretty in K-pop now, right? So like just being pretty doesn't mean anything. You need to be, you need something to, you need to stand out. You need to stand out. And, and that's you usually gaudy. involves gaudy and gross or weird and this and that. And it's like, I get it in theory, but like, um, there's a reason why again, I, 
I don't know why my mind just keeps always going back to Likey, but it just will because of the whole gap in knowledge. But like, that's just cute girls being cute. And we've always loved cute girls being cute with cute outfits, dancing cutely. Like, uh, right. I like that, you know? Um, yeah. Who doesn't, who, yeah, it doesn't have to be, I mean, we're speaking obviously from a male perspective. It, it doesn't have to be so complex. Yeah. It can be really simple and we'll still appreciate it for like a like you said a, a music video of cr- cute girls being cute or just like sexy girls being sexy that's fine too yeah and i think there's a huge gap i mean once this star's gone like there is a big gap in like s- sexy right and right. i don't know maybe somebody's filled that in the time frame that we weren't listening to k-pop but like that's still a possibility i think a pink this is like a pink weirdly trying and failing pretty badly but um Either way, I still really like the song. Um, like, I, it's just still like my favorite of of the uh, episode. But like, hmm. um, interesting. I totally, totally get the hatred for the music video. I I don't quite, you know, I'm not there with you on like the actual song. But like, I I think the music video is a perfect uh, a perfect KO on 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 F on <laughs> great what, F yeah, yeah, how F to re, how to fail in rebranding yourself. I also forgot to talk about the choreography. Mm. Um, it's pretty much non-existent. And the parts you do see are basically them doing this weird, outdated dance. Like, yeah. there might as well not be any choreography in this. <laughs> it's uh, just all hand movements and walking. It's all yeah. hand movements. It's not synced up. It's There's no point. Like, there's no point. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not talking about like meaning. I'm talking about a catchy movement, like in TT. You know, right, right. Um, it's just like up and up a shake and down a shake and up a shake. You know, yeah. it's like it's just kind of like swinging aside, swinging yeah. aside. Like it's literally what girls will do in a club <laughs> to like dance, and that sh- that does not embody K-pop to me. Right. Uh, no, I agree perfectly. I think. We're, yeah, strangely enough, I think uh, the only. The only thing that we disagree about is uh, the song itself. Everything else is pretty much on. Yeah. And it wouldn't be a This Week in K-pop episode without spending 20 minutes on the very first song. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We, we got a lot to say and we just get tired as like the episode goes on. It's just like, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to argue that point. Sure, I could see it. Yeah. And then we just move on. But uh, Well, speaking of moving on, then let's let's talk about a song that you want to talk about, Josh. Something on your list. Cause, uh, okay. A pink, I guess, is on both, but like I was more positive about it. Okay, so um, I'm going to talk about a song that I enjoy. I'm not sure if I have too much to say about it, but I, I think it's my it's up there for my favorite song of the episode, um, and that's Lee Sun with Silhouette. song uh, the singer of the song really reminds me of a singer that i really like suran um her voice is very much 
kind of, it kind of sounds like witchy, um, but in a good way. Yeah. So I, I understand that some people don't like that style, especially when her voice kind of gets up there in notes. It kind of, it doesn't get pitchy, but it does kind of hit a certain frequency that a lot of people I think might find annoying. Uh, I can definitely, definitely see that. But I think what really kind of knocks it out of the park for me is that it has this really groovy bass line to it and this piano that I'm, that I'm just like kind of hooked. And it really could be super annoying even times 10 and I think I would still like it. Hmm. So, so what you're saying is this is Josh down to a TV. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is, this is me. Like all the picks that I'm going to choose this week, I think are very on brand for Josh picks. Like not really much has changed in terms of musical taste, I think in a year. So long time listeners kind of know the songs that I gravitate to. And this is definitely one of them. It's more of this R&B kind of laid back sound. And yeah, and this song is kind of that. So. So uh, I made like kind of a short list, right? You know, prior to this recording and like, this is definitely on my short list. Um, I do think what you said about kind of the, the, the highness of that she reaches sometimes during the song, uh, is definitely kind of holding me back on like recommending it to people, you know? Um, it's definitely kind of, it can get kind of grating. Um, especially if you hear it like more than, more, more than a couple times within a small time period, you know? Like one, one time every week, I'm like, oh yeah, this is not bad. But like if it shows up on my playlist twice in a row or twice, you know, in 30 minutes, I'm like, all right, I'm, uh, I don't know about that one. Yeah. I think, I, I think I'm there with you. Like if the singer, if she had maybe, uh, a range that was like just a little bit lower mm-hmm. or like kind of like raspy or like more of like a haze sound, this song would be fucking amazing. Like, yeah. no joke. No, I definitely agree. Like, I, uh, I, I was gonna say, like, yeah, like if it, this was a little bit more, if she had a little bit more R&B voice rather than, I say Korean girl voice, and I hope you know what I mean, but like, yeah, solo indie Korean girl voice, right? It, which is all, a lot of them are like this. Um, like if she had a more soulful, more R and B type voice, like I think this would be like really good because the backing track is really nice. I mean, it's not like you know genre breaking, right? But it's you know it got the piano, it's got the the running bass, right? It's it's really peaceful and nice, and you can kind of groove to it. But I feel like her voice, it's just kind of there's this I don't know how to describe the jankiness I feel when I hear the song. It's like, it's like almost put together right, but then mm. some parts really stick out. And I, and I do think after hearing you speak, like most of it is, is her voice. Yeah. I think what it is, is kind of you, you want something when you hear the song start. And when she starts singing, you're like, Oh, this is not it. This isn't it. Like mm. it's, it's, it, it, it's fine, but this is not what I want. And, and like at times that could be, more frustrating than say if her voice is just plain you know like it's just like oh man i i really wanted this and since i don't have it's like an itch you can't scratch kind of a deal yeah for me it's it's something that i can kind of ignore because i'm just like groove into it Mm -hmm. but i know for sure there will be a lot of people out there who are like yeah i just can't stand this singer's voice and they wouldn't be wrong so I mean, she hits some, like, really good, like, 
ups and downs. It's just that she starts so high already, right? That it like it can only go higher. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, that's Lisa and spelled Lee two. No, Lee S two UN. Oh, sorry, Lee S two UN. Yeah. Oh, and the music video is super, super forgettable. It's just her like kind of staring at the camera and singing, and her in a bar just drinking until she passes out. So just you know, Korean style drinking. Yeah. How we yeah. how we miss that? Uh, this is like again weird anecdote, but uh, uh, hanging out with coworkers now because I have a new job and, and, and most of my new coworkers are all uh, very white. Um, <laughs> because y- you are from Texas. I am from so. Texas. I mean, it, it, it's not groundbreaking. I mean, my old coworkers are also mostly white. It's just that we were teachers and at the end of the day, everyone wanted to pass out and, 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 and never go out and never drink or, you know, maybe drink, but drink at home and quietly and sadly, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but going out yeah. with, with my new coworkers and a lot of them are younger, like, in Korea, people would go out and drink, but they would also eat, right? It's like eating, drinking, mm-hmm. drinking, and eating, eating and drinking together, right? So it's more of like a meal and not really just drinking to get fucked up. Right, yeah. And whenever we go eat, drink uh, for happy hour with my current coworkers, they only drink. I mean, they're still talking and they're still having fun, right? They're not just like downing, you know, bottles of vodka or whatever. But like, it's a Friday – you know, after work, they're drinking until like nine or ten, and I'm like Around sitting there. Dinner time too. I'm like, <laughs> I'm hungry. Like, can we go eat something, drink, and then you, then you guys can go drink after that. Like, why? Why, why can't we do this the eat? Korean way? Yeah, why can't we do <laughs> right? the Korean way? Like, let's get some meat. You guys can drink while we eat meat. You know, and it's like, oh wait, we're in America, and that doesn't happen. It sucks. Yeah, I'm like, I'm really with you on that. In terms of just drinking culture, like it, that was, I think, one of the big things uh, that, like, I felt really like reverse culture shock about is that I, when I came home, like, I, you know, I started a new job too, and I have a lot of coworkers who do like to drink as well, and they like gathering in like this huge ass group, like literally all the salespeople, all everybody, like shows up. And then everybody kind of splits up into their own cliques and does, does their own thing. And mm-hmm. that's like kind of unheard of in Korea. Like if you're going out as a group, you're like fucking moving as a unit kind of a deal. Right. Or else you won't invite them to come out. And yeah, it's just it's just kind of weird. Something that it's just I, I've dealt with before, but I forgot how how much that doesn't jive with me. Because I'm very much like you, you know, want to be six with everybody, people. right? Yeah, yeah. Five, six people. Like you can't really like. I'm super attention whore when I'm in a group, and Steven knows this. But mm. when it's like twenty people, you know, you don't. You got to throw some people away. You know, you got to make that <laughs> that group. You got to make that group smaller, and or else it's just not. I don't know. You're not really hanging out together. But that's very much, uh, I guess, a company thing for one and two, kind of an American thing to just invite everybody and just hang out with the people that you always hang out with. Yeah. I mean, we ain't, we never get that many people. Uh, so maybe your company is just that much cooler, you know, or I mean, we have like 30, 40 people come out and I just hang out with the same, like three people every time. Just hang out with those three. then. (laughs) Yeah. That's what, so the last time we went out, I said, why are you know, why do we come to these things? Like we should just go out just us three, us four and just do the stuff that we want. And the reason why, you know, we kind of stick together is because we're we're you know like kinds where we don't want to be out like we want to drink and we have a good time you know have something to eat 
but we don't we don't go hard or you know like other people do and and stuff like that so just weird just, just weird uh just weird american things that were after a year plus we're still kind of getting used to i guess yeah one of because this is nothing to do with k-pop nobody cares but uh, nobody what, cares what, but let's just talk about it what what podcast, guys? this this hasn't changed we we always do this on our podcast our tangents are world renowned absolutely um like a lot of times because i am one of the few asian people that are in our entire company i think there when i got there there was only two and uh well three if you include the one indian guy and now we have a, a tiny bit more but like you know, oftentimes I would, I felt like an instant kinship with that one Asian girl that, that works there. And we would talk about like Asian things or like when I'm with my, my uh, team of people, sometimes I'm like, Oh, that's so un-Asian or this is not Asian. And it's like, uh, and then of course not. <laughs> yeah. I, I right, know. It's yeah. just like, it's just like, I probably talk about it too much, but like, I also kind of want people. It's like a perspective thing. It's like, like, Oh, I never would have thought of that because in my, you know, situation or my head, like, it's very this and yours is very that. And, and I remember one of my coworkers is like, you talk about being Asian a lot. And I'm like, I do. And she's like, why do you because do that? That's and very I'm like, my I'm life. like, cause that's me and that's my life and that's my experience. And like, I experience these things because I'm Asian and we have different experiences. And she's like, Oh, well, okay. <laughs> it was just like, uh, it was just one of those moments where it was just like, Oh yeah, you're white. And you never once thought to think of a situation in a different way than like what is generally the majority consensus or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, anyways, let's go back to talking about K-pop where it's my turn to pick another song to talk about. Right, Josh? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I started that story with a point. I don't know where I ended with that story, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, speaking of, I said earlier, right, that there were two Black Eyed Pilsung songs. Of course, I'm going to talk about the other one. And the other Black Eyed Pilsung is by, uh, Chunga, with her new song, Gotta Go. Now, Chunga, of course, from Produce 101, and probably in the uh, 2018 section in the back, I'll talk to Josh a little bit about Produce 48, because I doubt you I doubt you watched it, right, Josh? No, I didn't watch it. Um, and I actually only watched half of it, but anyways. Um, so my... Uh, uh, damn it, tangent time again. It's happening, Josh. But Let's again, go. my sister, really Let's into K-pop, it. right? Right. 
she started watching Produce because I was watching the Chinese version of Produce. And then she was like, started with Produce 101. And then she went to the boys version and, and she, and she's obsessed with like 101, right? And I'm, I'm sure you know this, but like 101 just recently their contract ended, right? Mm-hmm. And when I was thinking that, I was like, holy shit, like they've been around for a very long time. And like we looked at the dates and like IOI was only together for like, as a group for like six months or seven months or something like that. Something really short. Something really like, short. Yeah. And 101 w- w- got to be together for like double that, right? Like a year and a half or almost two years, something like that. And then now they're saying like the brand new boy one, like produce X or whatever they're calling it has like a seven year contract. And like, Wait, so, okay. So IOI was together for like a year and then they the were boy, f- together for a year, so- but. That year included the time they were on Produce 101. Oh, so, see, like, okay. their actual time of being IOI was much smaller than that. Mm. And then Produce has a seven-year contract. Uh, no, no. Uh, the very well, new, the new one. There's, like, a new one oh, after okay, Produce okay. 48. I think it's called Produce X or something like that. That's oh. coming out this year. Like, there was a rumor today that their contract length was going to be seven years. Um, okay. But, so, it just keeps getting longer and longer then. Right. Because they're realizing, again, this is a long-time listener or tangent that keeping them together is the best for everybody. It's good for money. It's good, yeah, for, it's good money. for business. It's good for everybody. Because now when I think of Chunga, Chunga is not that she doesn't deserve it, but Chunga is weirdly now, I think the most famous or the, the, the most famous produced member now. I think she does yeah. the best now on charts because like some of them have been banished to China, right? Some of them right. are banished to like pristine, which by the way, pristine has not had a full group song in over a year and a half. Yeah. Um, which is insane to me. Diet still sucks. Cosmic girls like sucks. Goo Goo Dawn's like, man, we can make you mad, but like Somi is Somi still left JYP. Fucking right? still yeah. Still not doing Still much. not doing anything. It's like, it's crazy to me. Not that Chang'e doesn't deserve it because she does obviously, but like. I still, I still dream of a world where IOI is still together, Josh. I yeah, they still would be dream of killing that. it. Still, they actually. would be murdering it. And and we we said this a long time ago. And I still remember people were like, "No, it's better if they break up." But it's like, look at the ramifications of after they broke up, right? Like, look at what their splinter groups have accomplished, and it's like, um, you you don't fuck crazy. Up. You don't fuck it, up. It, it, yeah, it's like this gold chunk, right? You have this like huge ass gold chunk, and instead of refining it into like a gold bar, they just like everyone just took their piece of gold and just ran with it, right? Expecting that they could like you know make more money down the future. But like you said, Chang'e actually, yeah, in retrospective, she's probably the most successful out of everyone because she's released what four or five solo songs. And a few of them are like really popular. Like Roller Coaster was really popular. Yeah. Um, like I really liked her song. Uh, what was it called? Like Why Don't You Know? I think is the song. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that one was that one was a banger. I also liked um, Love You. That one was really good too. And it's just amazing. It's just amazing that Chunga, who if you told me at the time of IOI breaking up that she was going to be the most successful. I've been like, you get the fuck out of here. That is <laughs> so sad to hear. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, not to, not to, you know, disregard Chung on all that she's done, all her hard work she's put in, but everybody was just like, oh yeah, Somi's going to be big or like, you know. Sejong's going to be yeah, big. Yeah, Sejong's and... going to be really big. Like, literally no one is is making any waves. 
Yeah. And for how popular they were, it's kind of a shame. Yeah. So I was like telling my sister, like, prepare yourself because that's just going to happen to fucking one on one, man. Like, one or two of them are going to do shit and the rest are just going to disappoint you the whole, <laughs> for the rest of your life. Yeah. How um, many members are in one on one, by the way? I have no idea. I'm going to say I'm 11, sure. but yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. But I do know they have the other problem, which is like, I think their most popular member, I think, has to immediately go to the military. Mm. Uh, which sucks, uh, for that, for that dude. But, uh, yeah, they're 11 people. Hmm. Yeah. Let me look up just cause I want people to suffer through this. Uh, like energetic. What? Let me see. Was released. That song was so good. So Ugh. good. Um, released on August 7th. Right. And they just disbanded. It was August 7th, 2017. And they just disbanded like in December or the end or early January. The end of this past year. So it's like a year and four months. That they were kind of promoting as a group. Yeah, so it went like seven months slash eight months and then a year in, in like four months and then produced 48. I don't know what their contract is like, but not yeah. seven years, right? Yeah, I'm not, I can't, actually am sad I can't Google produce 48 because I, I have still have not finished watching it. Oh, you don't want to ruin it for yourself. So I don't want to ruin it for myself. So I've successfully listened to the iZone song like a, a hundred times and I do not know who's in that <laughs> You're group. You're just like, I don't want to look at the music video yeah. in terms of, for fear of like ruining it for myself. Yeah. Uh, if, for all our new listeners, uh, Steven is very, very um, sensitive to spoilers. So he will really, really just avoid spoilers as much as he can. Yeah. And it, sometimes I think, in my opinion, to the extreme. <laughs> it's definitely um, extreme. I mean, hey, I made it like, it's been like six, six months or something or four months since it ended and I still don't know who's wild. made it. So, um, but it is wild. But I do know, like, I have heard to bits of like how many Japanese members there are. And I, of course, know like the one, there's one very big, member that I'm like, well, of course you got in and she's like on all the pictures. And anyways, I'm so sorry, Chunga. Let's get back to on topic. All right. Let's talk about this song. And for me, this Chunga song, like you mentioned a whole bunch of our other songs. Like this is my favorite Chunga song uh, wow. of hers. I don't actually think it's an amazing song. I still think it's like decent. And I think actually as a black eyed pill song song, this is one of the uh, less like one of the not as good black eyed pill song backing tracks. Um, but what I really like about this song is that this song really lets Chunga sing and it lets her sing mm. strongly. Um, I agree. And I actually don't know if this podcast came out because it, we were talking about Chunga's roller coaster, but mm-hmm. there's this like, she sings in a very specific way that I don't like and it shows up randomly in roller coaster where she's like, like this, like, sound. And I'm just like, I, I hate that. And I fucking hate everything about that. I hate it when Korean girls do that or guys too. Um, but in this song during the chorus, she, she sings hard. She sings strong, very American type of like power, you know? And I really like that. Like, I think her vocals are the strong point of this song. And that is a very rare thing to say in a K-pop song. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm with you about the song because this was on my short list of songs that I really enjoyed this week, and Chunga, like when I heard this song, I was pretty impressed because I mean, so for the record, this song in terms of all the releases she's had is maybe like my second favorite song. Uh, my first favorite song being "Why Don't You Know" minus the Nuxall part. Uh, <laughs> you can't minus that, that part. You can't minus, minus that, that part. part. Um, you can't minus that part. But with but with that part, this is kind of up there. Uh, I think as a solo artist, like Chunga has really, really come into her own. She, I mean, she was first initially known for being mainly a dancer, 
and she's still dancing, I think, very well. But like you said, this song, she is just killing it vocally. And I remember hearing it for the first time, and she hits this one high note, and I was like, yo, not bad, Chung Ah. Like, that is some some nice singing you got there. And it's it's a shame that her releases up to this point, like, if she had this, like, you know, type of singing voice, that they really chose songs or did things that she couldn't really do really much with. And, like, you go to, like, Why Don't You Know, that song is kind of, like, a more tropical housey song. Like, you're not mm. going to really sing on a tropical housey song, you know? But yeah. But this style of song, there is some room to kind of, you know, hit a high note or during the hook to kind of, you know, show your chops a little bit. And I think she does a really, really good job on that. Yeah, I think this is, like, a perfect embodiment of, like, what... I always wanted her image to be, right? Which is not like overly sexy, right? But like strong, like strong, strong and fierce, fe- kind yeah, of fierce, sexy, yeah. yeah. And not in the K-pop way, but in the like pop way, right? And while I, I don't think the song's perfect, because I actually there are there are like random sound effects in this backing track that just come yeah. out of nowhere, and they're like this old ass corny like style of sound effect, yeah, really I, dated. Yeah, really dated sound effects. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't understand that because it, it does not go well with her such modern sounding voice, right? Um, and, and sometimes I'm like down with it and sometimes I'm not down with this kind of the main, this like Indian slash Middle Eastern minor sounding sitar sounding synth flute. I don't know what it is, but I don't know if I'm, if I fuck with it or not. I'm with you. Yeah. Like sometimes I, I fuck with it and sometimes, cause the song starts with it and sometimes I'm like, all right, pass. I don't, I don't want to deal with this. Um, which is also weird because the song actually itself kind of is like, here's a strange, interesting sound to get your attention. And then the song actually starts and it's kind of very more like Normal. poppy EDM, like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. do, 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 do. And it's like, why did you even put that part in there? You know, um, just the, and I guess to get your attention to separate from the pack and it, it it does work to that degree, but uh, so I'm not I'm not against it and I'm not with it. I'm just kind of like up and down on it. Um, but uh, yeah, like for me, this is like the way she sings the chorus fills me with so much happiness, right? With so much like I don't want to say pride, you know, because I'm not like I'm not the type to be like yes, you know, go Chinga, ch- you know, that's my girl. Yeah. I'm not the type, but like whatever's closest to that, like I, that's what I feel when I hear that because I really like the way she sings the chorus notes. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you a hundred percent. Like she, she is just impressed me. Like you can very visibly see the growth um, as a solo artist from her first release and this one. She's like way more attractive even though she hasn't done anything or i don't think really changed her makeup style or her Mm. dressing style but she just seems more confident in how she dances how she sings and i think that's really really important for a solo artist especially in the korean music scene because not a lot of people can just do it and and be successful but i really think that chunga is turning into something pretty special yeah. Um but then, you know, your hatred for the A Pink music video, I think I feel a very, very similar hatred for this music for video. For this music video. I, I'm I'm kinda with you on that. Yeah. Like instead of bright 
like like pink uh like pink fucking up the screen like this music video has red fucking up the screen mm-hmm. um it has and it's it has one of the it's like cut after cut after cut after cut and it's annoying because in my head this is the perfect and i know longtime listeners know how much i love one shots and i'm not saying it should be one shot but like this kind of fierce strong type of song needs less cutting it needs you to like look her in the eye and see the fierceness look her in the eye as she like slows it down during the chorus and does this like slower choreography while she's like banging out the vocals like i need and i want to see that and the the fucking constant cutting in this is just annoying as shit and i hate it um like i want to see her dance i want to see her um do things like it this is not the worst it's ever been you know I I would say it's probably like, even on the cutting, it's probably on the lesser side of like the diarrhea that is some music videos. But for what I wanted and what I, in my head when I was listening to the song first, right? Because I did not watch the music video first. I listened to the song first. I was like, this is a perfect one shot type song. You know, this is a perfect, like, I'm going to look good. I'm going to look you in the eye. I'm going to dance my fucking face off and. It, it's going to look awesome, but instead you get this kind of like amalgam of some good scenes, some not good scenes, some good outfits, some really not good outfits, um, some weird artistic choices, and mm-hmm. I'm just not a huge fan of like, the overall package. Like, is that a thing in K-pop now? These really gaudy, like bedazzled, like blouses with like, like the big shoulders and the big mm-hmm. like. Is that is that a thing? What the thing that really kind of ruins this music video for me, like the cutting is bad, but I don't think that's a main culprit. The main culprit is like their flashing of the lights. Mm. Like it, it really is so super distracting. Like sometimes they have like this red spotlight on her, and then sometimes they're like just like flashing black and white, black and white, or like blue, and it's just like I I I get it. You're trying to go moody. But at the same time, there's like black and white also. It's just not a good use of any of those elements in my mind. It's really, really taken away from what what I think is really good choreography. And it's just really distracting rather than adding anything. Yeah, I think the whole silhouette thing, even even in like America's Best Dance Crew, I don't want to see silhouette. I want to see an HD and as, you know, 4K as I can of like their awesome dance moves you know what I mean? Like, that's why, like, Step Up is so cool to me because you actually get a, you get in there. You know what I mean? You get in there, yeah. you see the angles that you would normally see watching this on a stage. And, like, for me, that's what I always feel like music video should be. And, and it's very rare that it ever happens because we're not in charge of things. But, yeah. Um, anyways, uh, anyways, good for yeah, you, Chunga. Uh, yeah. It's a good release overall. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really proud. I, I Two Black Eyed Pillsong songs, both kind of, at least for me, decent, you know? Yeah, they are decent. But what, what One I, better than the other, I think. <laughs> I wonder which one. Uh, I worry because they don't <laughs> actually make too many songs each year. I think they only make like four mm-hmm. or five songs each year. And well, two are already out there. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little worried. Yeah. Uh, was it the beginning of 2017, was it? Or maybe the beginning of 2018? But... Black Eyed Pillsong like did three songs or something in a span of like two months, 
and they were all were not good. And me and you were like super, super worried that Black Eyed Pilsen was not gonna put out bangers. It was, I can't remember if it was 2017, last year, I think, maybe. because I'm looking at the the discography, and it's like Cosmic Girls, Happy, Sisters, Lonely, Da Vici, and Idol School. Like I don't even know. Cause you're pretty and Davici's to me. I mean, is, do you think it's that or do you think it was, cause I it can't it be 2016. That. Cause 2016 is freaking, I'm jelly baby, cheer up TT. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's definitely not. I think it's I like 2017. That. Yeah. I think it's 2017 cause it was, I remember it being right after he, everyone just like, yo, this black eyed Pilsen guy is good. Or like, you know, yeah. and, then every, and then he was just like, Oh man, I got a lot of, a lot of, a lot of gigs now. And then I'm just going to give them my B tier songs. And we're like, please don't do that anymore. Yeah. It's kind of crazy though. Like 2018, he did Chunga's roller coaster, mm-hmm. and I haven't heard uh, he did the A Pink's "I'm So Sick," which I didn't really like. Um, I didn't hear this con of Kim Yuna and Chung Min Ju's "I'm Your Girl." I don't know what that is, and he did Hyorin's "CC," which I also haven't heard. Uh, I, I I like that song as well. Oh, that's good. That's good. Because like he's working with like less famous people. I'm like people should be buying up these songs, dude. These, yeah, man. This is a gold mine. This is, a gold this mine. is Google stock, man. Look you at to, look at twice. You need to buy stars. in. This yeah. Facebook, Amazon stock. You need guys to buy in. <laughs> the B the BEP stock, you know. Um. Anyways, that's Chunga's got to go. Josh. T- Pick another, pick another song. We got to get through this a little bit faster. All right, let's 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 go. This is going to be like a two-hour episode. <laughs> Always. So, is. yeah, the next song that I want to talk about is by Rehab featuring Microdot. It's called Fish. Uh, mm. <laughs> Like I said, all the songs that I'm talking about on this uh, episode, all things that are on brand for Josh. Rehab actually don't know too much about the person. Uh, obviously, I know Microdot and San- Jody Sanchez's, you know, twin brother, basically. <laughs> um, so the song itself is is just Korean hip hop, like to a T. It's not really hip hop. It's more like a hip pop. It's a very poppy song where it's like half rapping, half singing. And it makes you, you know, like nod my head and it's really, really, it's one of those songs that are really, really good on the first listen and kind of just diminishes over time. But that first few listens are just great for me. And I really like the sing rapping actually because sometimes when you have a melodic element to things, they're more catchy. 
um, case in point, like when you hear rap songs on the radio versus hearing them live, mm-hmm. uh, the main difference I think is that on the radio they're more melodic and you can kind of sing slash rap to them and they have this kind of cadence to them and live rap concerts are just them yelling words <laughs> and there's no real catchiness to that the the big qualm that follows that though is that you have guys who are cute and trying to be hard and they're dropping f-bombs in the hook <laughs> um so that's strange um, and also another strange part is like towards the end of the song, there's this like 20 or 30 second just straight instrumental. And I feel like someone was supposed to rap in that part, but then they didn't and they never edited it out for some reason. Um, so in the uh, MP3 version, I say MP3, it's such an old man thing to say, but like that's still there, that 20 second. Uh, I'm not sure. I actually haven't downloaded the song to hear it, but gotcha. the YouTube video definitely... It's it's just basically, it's not necessarily a breakdown. It's just this like soft ballad, like piano introspective. Yeah, it's just letting it run, and you're thinking, okay, maybe they're fading out, and then he comes back with a hook again, and you're just kind of okay. Um, why? Yeah, <laughs> was was Microdot supposed to rap a, a second time, or was it supposed to be featuring someone else? Like maybe Dirty Sanchez was supposed to hop on this, and, like get both the brothers in there. Yeah. Um, like Sick K, bring bring up Brother Sick K in there. It, it, for all the people who are who've downloaded the song, it's kind of around two minutes thirty seconds. I think is around the area. It's just really just kind of like this piano, like ding ding, and you really really think it's going to fade out. And then by like three minutes, he comes back with the hook again, and you're just very it's confused. Like, like cool decision, <laughs> cool decision. Stone music. Um, like I I really got tricked. I was like. Oh, it's just going to let it fade out. That'd be really nice. Okay, okay, you're going to, for some reason, make this song three minutes, 30 seconds, rather than three minutes. Yeah. Like, that That was a head-scratcher. But, yeah, the song is really interesting because he's just talking about how he doesn't want to have these responsibilities and he wants to live like a dumb fish and xyz <laughs> so, the most gangster so just, topics yeah it's just like i just want to be a slacker you know something I, I kind of identify with that sometimes you know when things are really difficult you're just like i don't want responsibility i just want to be a dumb fish right yeah but you know you're, you're gonna have to deal with this kind of kind of weird juxtaposition when you venture into this part of korean hip-hop where Guys are supposed to look really nice and cute and handsome, and you're supposed yeah. to have music videos that are really, really bright. And I'm just gonna say "fucking the hook" like four times, you know? <laughs> like, okay, everyone likes saying "good fuck." Like, I still remember our middle school kids. A lot of the girls would say it more than the guys would say it, but they just it's like dropping that f bomb, man. It's fun times for everybody. Um, but yeah, I don't really have many thoughts on this. I didn't really like it the first time I heard it, and I never heard it again. Um. Like, I think as far as, like, these kind of Korean hip-hop songs, like, like there are 102 better ones, you know? Um, like yeah. I, I think Loco had a whole bunch of decent ones. Oh, yeah. Uh, Loco, yeah. Well, we can talk about that at the end of the episode, but the, some of the music that I, the K-pop that I really liked in 2018 was, like, Loco and Hwasa yeah. collaboration. Oh, man, that was so good. But, yeah, uh, I can... I can really uh, agree with that because this song is, like I said, good on the first few listens and then it's going to really lose its flavor. 
uh, well, the more you chew it. Yeah. Um, but yep, that's rehab spelled R H E E hab. Um, because cool. he's cool. Uh, and the song's what? Fish, right? The song's called Fish. Yeah, Fish. All right, let me pick one more song to talk about. And I think this is, again, also on both of our lists. So I'm going to talk about a different one then. Maybe you can talk about that one. Sure. I'm going to talk about uh, – so, you know, I took a big break, right? And for the first couple months, I, like, didn't really know what to, to listen to, you know, because I'm so used to for, like – Four years now, we just make new playlists after new playlists after new playlists because we're just always listening to new songs. And suddenly, I just didn't have any new songs to do, right? So I'm like, I guess I'll go back to old songs and just play those, you know? <laughs> um, and like, I feel like my expectations of things that I want to hear, like, like I just want new songs now. You know what I mean? Like, I mm. think my level of goodness has gone down quite a lot, or like my level of expectation has gone down quite a lot. Uh, because for K-pop or yeah, just for K-pop. In, okay. Uh, because I just want new songs, you know. So like, I think that's why I'm a little bit more. I'm I'm like way more fine uh, on the A Pink song than you are, right? And I'm pretty happy about the Shangri-La song. Um, this song, I absolutely, I don't have no idea how you feel about it, but uh, it's probably not great. It is by Mfect with their new song Designer. This song is produced by I have no fucking idea because I try to look it up <laughs> and they're such a tiny ass group I have no idea. Yeah, like literally I've never ever heard of Infect. Yeah, maybe I should. This but... is apparently their fifth album, so yeah. Sorry, Infect. But we've heard of Im. I, I thought there Imp- used to be an Impact. Impact. Yeah, I don't know if this is the same group. It might be. Maybe they just changed the romanization of their name. I don't know. And what's it's what it, this is like a perfect example of like K-pop companies have no yet no idea what they're doing. Like it's January in Korea, it's hella cold, right? Like in Texas, it's not that really, but in Korea, it's hella cold. And this is like a summer bop, right? This is like a pure summertime romp, and uh, I kind of enjoyed it for that for that fact. Like it's really not very serious. Someone in the group has some decent ass pipes, and like the rap will actually fit into the backing track decently well. And I was kind of amazed by that i was like oh you know like uh this could be all sorts of bad right like <laughs> the the backing track kind of started and i was like oh this could be just the really bad like winter island you know shitty ripoff right but like i was kind of down with it like uh it makes me feel happy um it has that edm drop kind of like bow, chow, bow, 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 you know kind of backing track but like kind of like chain smokery yeah like yeah um pretty generic in the grand scheme of things but like i enjoyed it um 
I, it's not that super cringy, like I want to be hard type of thing. It's not mm-hmm. the, uh, I'm going to take myself too seriously type of thing. It looks like the guys are, are, are having a decent amount of fun in the, in the, uh, music video. Um, I will say though that like they're, Music, their outfits look like total trash, and I want to punch everyone in their faces. <laughs> you, know, you know what they look like? I don't know how many people have seen this Friends episode, but it's when Joey just puts on like all of <laughs> all Chandler's this... clothes. Yeah, it looks like Joey wearing all their clothes. Like all of those, all these guys look like Joey wearing all of Chandler's clothes. They're like just, all the like, ugliest, strange combination of layers and accessories, and. Like weird headbands and ties, and you're wearing like, you know, jean jackets over like a tie, and just a really just clusterfuck of of things. Like, yeah, wow, terrible, terrible. But yeah. they went to a beautiful location. They got beautiful shots. They got some drone shots. Like the, the actual outdoorsiness of it looks fine. Um, so I want. I don't. I won't say it's a it's a bad news video because. We've just talked about some pretty bad ones, right? Where it's like mm-hmm, oversaturated, mm-hmm. overproduced. Like this is just like, let's bring cute boys, or at least what I would assume would be cute boys. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know if, if this I is what people are into or not. Yeah, like, sure. maybe, but some of them are decent looking. I don't know. Some of them are really not in my head, but whatever. Um, like they look like you know, take them to a nice looking place, like easy peasy, right? Like I, I'm fine with that. Yeah. So, so for me on this song, I'm kind of like halfway there, halfway not. Um, I appreciate it f- because, like, a well put together generic pop song is still pretty decent, and that's kind of what I feel like this song is. It's just it's very generic, and it's it's like palatable for what it is. But in terms of like knockouts, it's not a knockout, and I think you agree as well. And the best part about the music video is, like you said, the macro shots that they have. But I really am confused about who did the editing because there are times where it's like really like contrasty, and then at times just really like they have an Instagram filter on, mm-hmm. and it's it's like okay, usually when someone messes up filtering, they're messing it up one way, not like I'm gonna go this extreme and then I'm going this extreme. And the funny thing is, on like all the macro shots, they should have just used that editing for like everything i think right because the macro shots are amazing i think this is like one of the as crazy as it sounds one of the best music videos we have this week because of those shots itself yeah i i, I can agree there i i do think that like like i don't think there's anything special about this group like, i think their dancing is like not even good like, very below average like very below actually four boy groups but like Again, I heard the song first, and in my head, I was like, well, it's not exactly a, a BTS-style song. Like, if BTS sang the song, it would sell 7 million copies, right? Like, I, I feel like more people would enjoy this song if they liked the boy group more, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like, I actually think it's – because we – I mean, of course, we're very biased. We've always said this a lot for the longest time. We're just two dudes, right? Um, we don't have a, a girl voice on, on our podcast, but, like, we've sat through a lot of just not – interesting boy group songs yeah you know and like i, I don't want to say it's interesting in like uh like a, I would say mathematical way but a musical way right like mm. it's it, it but it is in this kind of realm of k-pop that i have always liked and i've always and i still want of just you know makes me kind of smile you know mm-hmm. just makes me kind of smile i'm not 
I don't need to think too hard about it. I don't need to yeah. think like, yo, what, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Like, what's this? I, I'm just like, you know, I'm just, hey, hey, yo, hey, yo. I'm just like kind of in a happy mood. And, and yeah, you're just grooving. You're yeah. just grooving. And that's fine. You know, I feel like a lot of the songs that we're talking about this week, it's, they're kind of pocket picks because they kind of just, speak to us in this grooving way where we're not we're not trying to like nitpick it too much we're not trying to dissect it musically too much we're just like okay I'm, i can listen to this song a few times yeah. and enjoy it for what it is and sometimes that's exactly what k-pop needs to be yeah no for sure um but uh, yeah that's mfect spelled m colon f-e-c-t you have to put the colon or else it won't show up it's very important uh with designer but uh, moving on josh i think we got Two more, I think, to talk about. Yeah, so moving on to just more weird K-pop names. <laughs> this next song is by GXXD featuring Sick K and Koogie. The song is called Bellboy. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like I'm Bellboy, a knocking door. No, no, you saw. Let me check in, girl. XXD stands for Girl Next Door, but next is spelled with two X's, and it's actually the producer. And actually, that's all I know about this person, or people, or group. <laughs> I don't know anything about them, but I obviously know a lot about Sick K, um, because he has a very specific style. You like it, or you hate it, and he's going to Sick K over every song that he's on. Um, yeah, and Sick K... Like his sick K self, just, um, yeah, sick K's all over the place. <laughs> just sick and K, sick and K. Yeah. So actually, I did some research about who Kugi is. And apparently, he's this underground rapper, or I should say, independent rapper who's actually been around. Uh, he's put out two albums, but he's signed, uh, recently signed under Million Market, which is like now a subsidiary of SM. So that's why. You'll you'll see him like on a lot of SM uh, music videos or under their channel because he actually had this collaboration with Jay Park, uh, this song called Justin Bieber that was on the SM channel. Wait, what? It might have been SM Station. Yeah, um, it happened in t- 2018. <laughs> and so Million Market also has artists like Suran, who I talked about earlier in the episode, and uh, Pino Miko. So interesting. Can you just name songs other people's names? <laughs> can, can you just do that? 
I guess you can, but it seems kind of so. Well, <laughs> like so, when I went, when I heard that music video, I like looked at the comments, right? Like when you're on YouTube and stuff, and a lot of the comments are like, "You tricked me into coming here. I thought it was a Justin Bieber song. As a believer, I'm 100% tricked. But then it's not bad, or like you know some other things, and it's like liked like 50 times, 100 times, or whatever. Right. Interesting. But yeah. So this song really, if you like. Sick K and kind of this, uh, I like to call it Korean trap. Then you'll you'll like it. But if you're not about that, then sorry, <laughs> it's not for you. It's like yeah. don't even try. Um, don't even try. Yeah, I think I like this song more than um, the uh, rehab song. You know, mm-hmm. like I think it grooves a little bit more. You know, yeah. Uh, it has a lot more poppy elements um, than I initially thought it would have when I saw like Sick K, but I think Coogie um, sings a little bit, and I'm kind of down with that a mm. little bit. Um, not saying that he has a great voice, but sometimes songs like this they they need a little bit of singing that isn't Sick K singing, and if you know what I'm talking about, like Sick K kind of sounds like he's singing through this filter like all the time mm-hmm. uh, when he sings and sometimes he like really really reverbs his voice or like auto-tunes it and like i'm not really with those ones but this one is a nice little i want to say it bops but it's a nice little headbanger you know you're nodding your head i think really it's it's really i don't want to say really well produced but it's it's produced well enough to kind of bring everyone's elements together into like this one cohesive unit that's not super super sick k and i'm i haven't really heard Kugi's material before so but i'm assuming it's not super super Kugi as well right there is still uh it's it's like banana you know <laughs> there's like if sick k's in there you're gonna taste some banana you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna taste some sick k yeah no matter and, how small it, yeah, you, yeah even if there's an idea of sick k in it you know you're gonna taste it and it, you really do I mean that's a good that's a good analogy for Sake. Um Yeah, he's like a he's like banana flavor. Yeah. But the music video super terrible. It's basically just a slideshow of Polaroids. Yeah. Um but the girl is hot. So that's something she, she, I guess. She I don't know. she was. And Sake, whoo, delicacy. delicacy. I, I keep forgetting what Sake looks like and then when I see him I'm just like, Oh yeah, it's this guy. Like uh, <laughs> Here's the guy. Yeah. Here he is. The, here here's the man. Here's the, <laughs> here's the man, the myth, the legend. There he is. Yeah. Um, it's not even like a lot of pictures, too. It's like six of them. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Like, it repeats even, it's just pretty like a handful. Yeah. 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 Um, but anyways, that's GX, GXXD, right? Featuring Sick K and Coogie with uh, Bell, Bellboy? Bellboy. I almost said Bellbottom. But that's a different <laughs> song. Um, all right. The last song I think we're going to talk about in our main section is another song that is uh, on both of our lists. And it's by a guy named Sean with his song Bad Habits. <laughs> Oh, no. 
Now, uh, originally, I knew nothing about Sean, but he did make a pretty big name for himself in 2018 when we were AFK. I don't know if you know this, but I think in the middle of 2018, he had this one song that start that started to become really popular, and suddenly he was beating out like twice and Blackpink and BTS on charts and stuff. Whoa, I did not know that. Yeah, the song's called Way Back Home. And a lot of people are really angry because they're like, well, how does this one indie guy uh, beat twice Blackpink? So there's a lot of that Sajegi uh, or whatever it's called, speculations, yeah. whatever. Um, but apparently he's a producer and a keyboardist for this rock band called The Cox. And I feel like we've definitely seen the word I The Cox before. Like, yeah. Not that, that they familiar. make great music. We have no idea. Yeah. Um, but so apparently, yeah. So he had this like super like astronomic rise to number one or number whatever uh with his previous song and uh, listening to this song like i'm kind of actually i haven't heard this way back home song but if it's this type of song this kind of like edm type of song that really really surprises me because yeah as long as i'm listeners know like when josh and i lived in korea like e- no people do not like edm like Yes, there are yeah. certain people that like EDM, but the general populace, the people that vote for fucking Gayon or whatever it is, right? Like, they don't listen to EDM. Um, yeah, we, we tried playing, like, a lot of EDM and, like, pop, like, popular songs, f- like, from Western music, Western pop music for our students during, yeah. like, certain times. And they're like, what is this? We don't want to hear this. We want to hear, you know, BTS or Twice, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, we don't, this is not good music, blah, blah, blah. And it just really is surprising to, for if a guy like this is really beating out those kind of K-pop juggernauts, yeah. Um, but that to that say, like, if anybody of us two likes kind of generic EDM song, it's of course going to be me, and I do really like this song actually. <laughs> like, I I think his voice. There's this. It. I think this song could be very boring, and mm-hmm. he does this thing where like I, he has. It's just him, but he sings in different types of voices throughout the song that yeah. I actually find really interesting. Like some, like the first verse is like kind of this husky voice. And then he has this more falsetto-y voice. And then he uses like a more confident, normal voice during the chorus. And then at the end, he's like blasting like powerful shots in your face. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, if it wasn't for these like vocal kind of stylish changes, um, like if he did the whole song in just one of these four types, I'd probably be like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Um, but the fact that it, it, he, he can change and it has more variety. Like I'm pretty down with this song. I, yeah. Like that is exactly what I want to say. If I had to kind of make any sort of, you know, tangent about how I feel about this, it's kind of like when you go to a restaurant, um, and they don't it's not like they have this one dish that just knocks it out of the fucking park but they just have this really big menu where everything is like pretty good and this is this song is kind of like that he has like all these vocal styles that aren't like the best of that style that you've heard but because he can sing in all these different styles it's just like yo this song is fresh but still kind of together like, yeah. if you told me, like, oh, Sean is actually a group, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense why there's so many different types of, of singing. Like, it really is 
so distinct like that. Yeah. yeah. It's really cool. Great um, song. It's a great song. Yeah, I think, I mean, it, now that I'm hearing it and thinking about what I just said, like, I, I think I can kind of understand more why Koreans might like it because it's really not about the backing track, right? Despite it being an EDM type song, like the backing track is pretty basic. Like, doesn't even have a lot of bass, right? Doesn't even have a lot of like melodic. It's not about the melodic tones of the backing track. So, um, I guess I can, it kind of has that like fist pumping Korean club music, you know, where it's like, I can totally picture Korean girls fist pumping to this song. Um, but uh, either way, I really like it. Um, so that's Sean's Bad Habit. And other than that, you know, we used to have a kind of big name, no game section. We're still trying to figure out what to call it, but we've ten- tentatively named it uh, 2019. These songs won't blow your mind. And we have two options. At least for me, I have two options. Uh, oh, I'm there with you. I am there with you. <laughs> probably won't talk too much about them but the first one for for won't blow your mind is going to be icon's new song i'm okay and this song is produced by bi and future bounce and future bounce who's worked with a bunch of stuff but he's worked with blackpink a lot like with whistle and as mm-hmm. if it's your last um i think those two songs explain future bounce really well which is like mm-hmm. sometimes he can do greatness and sometimes he can do trash throw up um, and I think this is in the middle. I think this is. Yeah, it's not, it's not trash throw up, but no, it's for not sure. good. It's not good. Yeah. Like it is, like I think I wrote, like if you told me Icon or YG boy group was going to do a battle with the beat, this is exactly what mm-hmm. I expected it to sound. Yeah. It is, doesn't, it's not bad, but it doesn't interest me in any situ in, in any way because it's like okay well there's he does this thing and he does this thing it's very not special it's got a little bit of sank on it like oh yeah meh, meh. i think all the things that we plotted sean for in his song this song kind of has an issue with like mm. bi bobby both of them have a very specific sounding voice and no matter how they try to avoid it, it just rears its head in this song. Even though it's like a totally different song than I think a lot of Icon songs sound like. Like when B.I. sings, you're just like, oh yeah, that's B.I. When Bobby tries to like sing rap in like a different style, you're just like, oh, that's just Bobby. You know, like I think this song really falls victim to that. Where like, it just doesn't have variety. And, and they're not playing to their strong suits. Mm-mm. It's just not... But the th- here's the thing, though. I'm I'm just like that guy who, when you're trying to figure out something to eat, he's just saying no to everything. And that's mm. kind of like a, how I feel Icon has been. Uh, Love Scenario probably was pr- pretty decent for me, but Icon, I think, just haven't figured themselves out yet. They kind of have a case of Got7 Blues, where mm. sometimes they're doing super hard, like, cringy bling blingies and then sometimes they're doing like love scenario and what's that other song that they had that was kind of similar to love scenario not in terms of like recently or in the past in the past i can't remember i mean i can look there's like my type rhythm ta airplane i think i think my type was it yeah so you have your rhythm toss and then you have your my types and this is like a my type song kind of ish but it's not really super poppy in that way Hmm. 
but they just can't get out of themselves. You know, they just can't. They it's like they have such a strong banana flavor that they can't be anything else but banana. You know, and that's kind of unfortunate. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know if I necessarily agree with that. I, huh. I, I think for me, I just, I don't know. I just have no emotional tie to the song. Like hmm. it's supposed to be this like, like emotional. I'm just like, I just don't feel it. And and the rapping is kind of like, meh, meh, meh. That's as much brain power as I put into the song, Josh. You have this hmm. whole spiel, and I'm just like, yeah. Um, I I really did like um love scenario though like uh, well i'll probably talk about it in a second but that that was one of my f- one of the only but one of my favorite 2018 songs did we did we talk about that on a podcast that we didn't release is that why yeah we talked i think we oh, had okay. yeah we did um and actually i don't think i even liked it that much when no i think i did and you were like no you yeah you it. did and i was kind of yeah. mad but i definitely like it a lot more than when i first heard it that's yeah. for sure um, Spoilers for unreleased podcast. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, um, no, no, no. I don't. I don't know if we're gonna release those or not. But here uh, we're you not. go. We're not. I'm sorry, <laughs> here guys. Go. Here we're not. Go. Absolutely not. Here you go. Um, um, but yeah, so that's Icon with uh, I'm Okay, and the other one is Cosmic Girls with La La Love. Yeah, a lot of people I feel like liked this song as well. Um, but for me, it's not. It's it, not. It's it's kind of actually terrible. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, which is saying a lot for me because a long long time listeners know that I have like this soft spot for Cosmic Girls or WJSN, and I I for some reason like their songs a lot. Yeah, but this song is just not good. It's just not good. Yeah. No. I. That's perfect. I. I just wrote. This is as B side of a B side you can possibly B side. It's almost a C side. And it's not even the fact, and they're still missing, they're missing three girls, they're missing the three Chinese girls, and it still feels like it's too many people. <laughs> still too many people. Yeah, I, 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 really feel, I was like, man, I, I forgot how many girls Cosmic Girls has. Yeah. They're really, yeah. Um, it's kind of like, I wrote that, and I don't know if I agree necessarily anymore, but like, it's kind of like they stole A-Pink's boring ass B-side song and used it. <laughs> like, like someone was like, true. here A-Pink, and A-Pink's like, no. We're not doing this anymore. And then they slap it and it just lands on Cosmic Girls' laps. And they're like, wait, our po- oh. all, all our popular members are in China? Fuck. What can we do? Here, here's oh, a free you, song. But you forgot that there's like this 10 seconds of like rapping or whatever. I don't know how you describe it. But there's like, there's just talking. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's rapping. It's kind of like what Momoland does a little bit sometimes. Mm. But like Momoland, I'll also talk about in the 2018 portion. Um, they kind of can pull it off because it's kind of comical. Yeah. But Cosmic Girls is like, you're trying to be serious and that makes it terrible. <laughs> yeah. You remember when Cosmic Girls was all about XE, man? Oh, yeah. Good I times. remember those days. And then, they, and then they're like, oh, uh, we have an IOI member. We're going to be great. And then it's like, oh, we're not going to be great. Oh, we got these super famous Chinese girls, now, popular Chinese girls now. Oh, they don't want to be in our group for now because they can't. Oh, life sucks. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> yeah, but like again, speaking of Chunga banging it, like Chunga had like four or five songs in the top ten. Gayon and like the highest uh, Cosmic Girls have ever reached is forty nine, and that was with I, I Wish and Secret in two thousand sixteen, two thousand seventeen. So like they didn't even chart in two thousand eighteen. So, Oof. ouch. Um. Anyways, that's a 
perfect example of our podcast. Now, normally we would end it right here and say, come back in two weeks for the next one. Um, and if you are a new listener, we thank you for stopping by. We are relatively committed to continuing this experiment, right? Hmm. You know, I had to skip all sorts of things to do this, right? I was just so busy. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that doesn't bode well for the apology that's going to come up, but, <laughs> um, but we are committed. So stay tuned. Tell your friends. Um, I actually have no earthly idea what the pod, the K-pop podcasting landscape is like anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when we left, there was a lot of podcasts coming up. So who knows if maybe those are all fucking smashing now and we just are nothing but uh we thank you guys for listening and we're now gonna talk about kind of the gap right it's like lost or whatever where it's like a flash we have this big flash forward and now we need yeah. to go back and uh uh is that, wait did that happen to lost it did happen to lost um of 2018 yeah uh so the first thing i want to talk about is like what happened right because mm-hmm. Some people probably don't know. Some people have been asking and I've been ignoring them because I'm a terrible human being because uh, I'm so embarrassed with myself. But e- everything I that think, happened yeah. is because I'm embarrassed with myself. And like we've talked about this on our podcast many times of like how I react to stress and how I react to that kind of stuff, which was just like turtle up and just ignore everything, you know? So if you like, uh, sent me a tweet or if you've messaged me on slack or if you've emailed me pro- i probably did see it and i probably was like fuck i feel terrible and then i thought to myself maybe i'll start recording the podcast again and then it just never happened um so i want to thank you guys for sending it but i think the general reason is for me personally uh coming back from korea it was really hard in like we knew it was going to be hard, right? Like mm-hmm. we we prefaced many, many, many times that it would be hard to kind of come back and kind of start it up again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was much harder than we anticipated. I, 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 yeah, I anticipated. Yeah. Um, no, it was the same for me, Stephen. Like I, I kind of want to applaud ourselves because looking back on it, we actually kind of stayed afloat for longer than like given how hard it was the the transfer back um because we even though we didn't release like those podcasts we're talking about like we we were really working hard to try and like not let it die and we pretty much recorded all the way up to uh, probably like april maybe even may and it wasn't until like the past six months where we were both me and steven just kind of got a little bit overwhelmed i think with like things and just life and so like that's no excuse obviously but that's just what happened right yeah it's just kind of what happened um yeah there was definitely a very kind of depressed point where like i just didn't know what to do with myself and i didn't exactly know what i wanted to do right in the future and i was kind of looking for jobs but like also kind of like just fucking around and wasting my life away and so I just didn't have any structure for a very long time. It wasn't until I got my current job where structure started to come back and like more like of a healthier lifestyle kind of came back, right? Um, at least for me. So then finally I, I was like, you know, it's fucking, so I can't believe it. 2018 is almost over. Like, uh, it's, it's time to maybe 
try again because I really didn't miss it. Time, yeah. No, I no, I'm I'm with you because it's just like it sounds really cheesy, but it's it's just really nice to like I really miss the times where it's just you and me in Korea before mm-hmm. like when we just first started um, after you and you know your previous co-hosts like part of ways <laughs> like it, it was just fun to just come over on the weekends and just eat a bunch of junk food and just like talk about or just watch something that both of you kind of enjoy and it reminded me of kind of why we we kind of started doing this podcast like it, it it made me want to start again or may it kept reminding me why I wanted to do it is that there are a lot of people out there who just don't have that. And like, yeah, maybe our K-pop tastes have changed or our knowledge has changed, but it's still really fun to kind of just, you know, analyze things or talk about things with you on, on something like this, you know? Yeah. Like when I, you know, met a lot of my new coworkers. I'm I'm a chronic oversharer, and so I'm always talking about like my personal th- thoughts and you know, probably too much. But like, very common thing is like I I very clearly was like, like especially going on interviews are always like you know what do you like to do and what you know what what do you wish you know what's your dream job? I heard that a lot, um, and. Not that these we do reviews, although we kind of do reviews. Like my dream still to this day is for like me to be knowledgeable about a thing, to talk about that thing, and then people acknowledge my ability to talk about that thing, right? Like Yeah, or appreciate your opinions about that thing. Yeah. Because of your knowledge for it or expertise or whatever. And we definitely picked the worst genre to do things in, right? Like music <laughs> is so subjective. Yeah. Uh, and plus we're both you and I aren't super musically trained either, so that's a... Yeah, but know. I don't, like... I've said this before, but, like, my sister was watching, actually, one of these reaction videos of, like, classical musicians or, like, react to this or, like, uh, music producers react to this. And I'm like, I don't care what the technical term is, right? Like, if I say, like, I don't like the Jim Jam sound, like, I don't mm-hmm. need to know that that's, like, a minor fifth to an eight flat B. Um mm-hmm. Some people do, obviously, because they're pretty popular. But, like, in my head, it's like, we don't need that kind of expertise. We just need some kind of expertise in uh, the way we communicate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I miss that. I miss being good at that. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not very confident in a lot of things in life. But I feel that talking out of my ass is one of my <laughs> better one points. One of my strengths. One of my one strengths. Of my strengths. Um, and I, I kind of do that as a job now too. So, you know, it, it's kind of, it works out, you know, it works out. It does work out. So, you know, Josh, you also got a new job, right? Yeah. And it's been super difficult to be honest. Yeah. I think we have very different experiences, I think with a new job because like my, my job is like so unstressful, at, at least compared to the Pat, my past as a teacher, um, that like all I kind of want to do at work is like get to know my coworkers and get to know, you know, make more friends and like, you know, expand my horizons, get more people to play board games. Like I'm, <laughs> maybe that makes me a shitty worker. I don't know, but, um, there's not that much stress in, in that sort of sense. Like I think if I had a job where like I was really stressed out, like, and, and work was really hard. Not that that's a bad thing. I think most work is like that. Like this podcast would never, would never have come back. 
Yeah, does, because does that I mean, sense? for people, yeah, I mean, because for people who don't know, like all I do in this podcast is basically what I'm doing now. Like all the back end stuff Steven does. So, like, if things were swapped, like say Steven had a really, I'm not saying I have a really really stressful job, but it is pretty stressful. Like, but if your job was like like super super stressful for you, then I I, I think you're right. I don't think we could like you know start up again. Plus, I think right. you deal with stress way better than I deal with stress. I'm pretty sure about I don't that. Know, I don't know if that's true because um, for me, a big part of why it was hard for me to start up again was because um, I was unemployed all the way up until August. I only started working in August, but I started applying jobs, applying for jobs pretty much around the time that we stopped this podcast. Mm. Or we took a hiatus, like around May time. And before that, I was I was like really relaxed because I was just, you know, sleeping until like whenever I want, waking up, you know, making food, like cooking a lot and like going to the gym, super unstressful, like, you know, visiting people, like traveling. It was great. That time was really, really great. And then work started and pretty much it was like a 180 for me. Mm. It, it's it's not that work was like super super stressful because I think I'm kind of getting on top of it now, but at that time, it was, from what I was doing to like what I was getting into was just so, you know the the delta was just so big right. for me, and it, it wasn't until I think kind of the end of this past or last year that I started to kind of get used to the stress, and so I could like start taking on more things. Because, I mean, I was working out like five, six times a week when I was unemployed. Mm -hmm. um, and up until recently, I was I was like working out like three times a week. And they were like really terrible workouts. Um, you know, not sleeping super well. And just kind of feeling like the days are bleeding into each other. Mm -hmm. And not in a good way. Because back when I was unemployed, the days kind of bled into each other. But kind of in a good way. It's just like, oh, one relaxing day into another day. You yeah. know, like it doesn't matter what day it is because I ain't got yeah, nothing. It doesn't matter if it's Monday. It doesn't matter if it's Wednesday because I'm pretty much going to do the same thing today as I did that day. But like now it's kind of like, I remember one time it was a, it was a Monday. And for some reason, usually you, if you're you mistaken it for a day, you mistaken it for like only one day difference. Mm. I was like, man, this good thing today's Wednesday and tomorrow's Thursday. And my brother was like, no, man, today was Monday. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be a long-ass week if, if it already feels like two days have elapsed. Yeah. You know? And I think it's just good timing. I think that's how we're different because when I had nothing going on and when I had, like, total free time and time bled it into each other, I wasn't like, oh, it's a relaxing day. In my head, I was like you have nothing you nobody you know like you have nothing nobody oh. cares you know nobody has the time for you you know and i think that was part of the depression part which was just like all the choices that i made in my life led me to waking this up at six, waking up at 6 p.m on a on a monday and like yeah. <laughs> ordering like uber I, eats it you know like that yeah but I've, yeah. I've been there man i've been there like especially in korea like there was a time where i was it was pretty mm. much that like, and it's, it's a rough place to be. Like, I think like, you know, I'm very, I, I am still susceptible to that. 
given right. the circumstance, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's just, I think, I really missed it. I really missed doing this stuff and the timing was right because I feel like I'm on top of stress again. I mean, granted, I did have to cut some things out of my day today in order to record, mm-hmm. but like, that's a, that's a choice I made because I want to do it, right? So Yeah, and hopefully we can streamline this a little more so that it takes less time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like cut it into the preparing into more pieces, right? And mm-hmm. and kind of getting online. Just getting more organized. And, yeah. Just getting more organized, I think. Because we're trying a kind of a new format, you know? Mm-hmm. And please, you know, if you're still listening, let us know if you, if you, like what you think about it. Do you think we should have known exactly what each other was going to say ahead of time and prepared accordingly? Because that's what we used to do, right? We used to pretty much know exactly what we were going to say, um, mm-hmm. at least for the major points, right? Um, whether or not they like this kind of back and forth, uh, or not, but, uh, but yeah, I think that kind of explains embarrassingly why we, we stopped. It wasn't because we like hated K-pop and, and, or, or anything, but I will say though that like near the end, we were not super happy with K-pop, like as a whole. Mm -hmm. Especially, I mean, 2017, uh, if you go back and listen to our podcast, we were really also not high on 2017. Like we felt, I think for a long time, that K-pop quality has been kind of decreasing in terms of releases, but in terms of talent increasing. So it's kind of like a head scratcher. Yeah. Um, and 2018, I think um, in terms of production, they're they're kind of all same copying each other, uh, which is very K-pop-y. Uh, but in terms of like the top top releases, I don't think there's really that many top releases also in my mind, which is kind of why like my, my K-pop listening has gone down. Yeah, I, I definitely went through this kind of roller coaster of like, oh, now I'm listening to American music. Oh my god, American music is so much fucking better. <laughs> like, holy shit. Um, and then that turned into like, oh, but I miss. You know, cute girls being cute, or I miss, you know, happy and fun time songs. Like, I don't need every song to be like about sex and about drugs and about that. You know, like, I don't, yeah, I don't need, you know, Mo Bamba is awesome, but like, I don't, <laughs> I don't need that in my whole, my life every day, you know? Yeah. Um, like, K pop is its own ecosystem, you know? It's like, yeah. It, I, I think of it kind of like as a amusement park. It, you go in and you're, you're kind of like, oh, this is great. I'm having fun. But when you're in there for such a long time, you're just kind of like, oh, I've I've seen this ride before, or I've ridden a ride like something like this before. Yeah. And you're just like, why isn't, why aren't they making new rides that are like better? Why aren't they making new attractions that are better? And then you kind of leave the park, and you're like, oh man, I remember Disneyland being really fun though, and it's nice to come back and visit every now and then, right? So. Yeah, so hopefully it's kind of weird to. T- <laughs> so hopefully we don't just like uh, do it for a couple of months and then get out of it again. But yeah. I, I definitely understand uh, what you're trying to say because uh, yeah. I, I, I have at a point where I'm like, I want new songs and I want new K-pop songs. Like whether or not 2009 gives it to me or 2019 gives it to me, Jesus Christ. Um, again, a tangent. Uh, <laughs> One of my co- new coworkers is sits right next to me. She's she just graduated college. Wow. So young. yeah. So like we wow. have so many. I'm just like I fucking. Hate you feel it. the gender gap, huh? Uh, I feel so many gaps. Um, 
uh, I think she was talking to me, oh, like, oh yeah, I graduated, you know, or, or like I graduate, or I got my first phone. I think she said elementary school, and she, I'm like, what year was that? She's like 2005, or, and I'm like, I, I like, graduated Ooh. college in 2004. Holy fuck! Um, so yeah, it's a lot of like, Jesus, I don't know why that came up in my head, but it did. But you know, times are changing. We're getting older, you know. Yeah, we are uh, getting older. But hopefully, you guys will still listen to us. But uh, yeah, that so that's kind of what happened in 2018. Um, now we are going to kind of talk about the songs that we liked from 2018. But I do want to preface again saying that we've probably listened to less than 10. percent We probably listened to them not that much. Like there are probably a lot of big name songs that are probably good. We just didn't listen to it enough, you know. Um, we are, we're probably missing whole swaths of songs, but like, this is a very super, superficial scratch at the surface. Yeah. Yeah. But this is, I guess, kind of a look at what my 2018 was and as related to K-pop and, and maybe Josh's too. Yeah. Cause um, I mean, for you and I, I think the gap is more like about half a year because like I said, until about April or May, we were recording still and Obviously, I could hear your thoughts and opinions about certain releases. Like, I think Bad Bad Boy, I think, was one of those. Um, Love Scenario was one of those. And I feel like there's a few other ones that were like, we know each other's opinions on those. Yeah. I think that was probably it. I think there was one episode where it was like, these are like okay-ish songs. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, there's like CLC's Black Dress and uh-huh. um, some Nick and Sammy songs and mm. uh, Susie's Holiday. Um, oh, yeah. My Obsession with Planetarium. <laughs> Yuna's par- Parade. Like, I, we, there was a podcast that we recorded that you guys didn't listen to, but so we know each other's thoughts on those. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you guys don't, but like, I, I guess I tried to make a top 10 ish of what I feel I, I was happy with in 2018. I don't know how you structured yours. Um, I just put down songs that when I th- thought back on 2018, I heard the, that song and I liked them at least for a brief period of time, like gotcha. enough to, to like remember them, obviously. Uh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to just name two songs because these are the two okay. songs that as exemplifies my 2018. So like my favorite K-pop song is n- of 2018, which honestly, I, I, I truly believe that even if we still did the podcast and we listened to all thousand songs, this probably would still be my number one song. Um, and it's not even produced by a Korean company. <laughs> it's produced by Riot. Uh, it's, uh, KDA. Oh, yeah. The KDA song. Yeah. That's a really yeah, good song. The, the pop star song. Like, I think yeah. that pop star song is what K-pop should be. It should take all these American, cause like, I say that and people are like, what are you talking about? Korean, Korean music is Korean music. It's like, uh, most of the producers that make the big pop songs are, are now like European or American or like. Yeah, SM has done it for a long time. Yeah. Almost all of SMs are, but like, I think other, other companies are starting to, to dabble in more American people on the producing side, right? Um, like I think like, uh, Luna, right? Or, um, I don't know, just a bunch of other ones. And like, I think KDA or the pop star song is this really, really good amalgamation of what makes an American song good and what makes a Korean song good. And I think it has the best rap 
uh, of all time. Uh, the best Korean girl rap in a song of all time in any song. I don't know if I all still time, think but it's, it's a really long. good. I, mean, I can't think of one better because it's it goes for a long time and it matches the backing track so well. Um, it's fierce. It's I don't know. I mean, anyways, I I, I really like that. I really like what the American the two American girls bring to the song because mm-hmm. one of them brings actual power and actual. You know, you can insert Chunga in there. I, I feel easily for that for that girl. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, anyways, I that KDA song kind of came out of nowhere when I was watching, you know, Le- the World Championships for League of Legends, and I'm just like, good God, this this is what I want K-pop. This to is be. what I want. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like a hundred percent with you on this. Like, this is maybe my favorite song or like second favorite song, and and just because it's got like it's got everything. Like, it's got all the elements you want, and it never gets stale, which yeah. I think uh, a lot of K-pop songs, they have a, a a bad habit of happening. Like, the voices get stale, or the backing track gets stale, but this song is like, it just doesn't get stale. Every It's a combination of so many different things, and every common, and everything that they're they're combining is like, great in itself like singing is great backing track is great like rapping is great like there's no real weak point in it and i think you're right in that k-pop needs to i think we've talked about this before when we talked about like the top tens of things about what we want for like k-pop to be like this is kind of what we want k-pop to be like k-pop is its own entity great but there are other elements from different types of music that they can make their own like make k-poppy and so far 2018 has been like a not great version like there's a lot of latin or tropical house elements and they've like done those to death but not really super great and they've kind of like overdone them um not so great but like this song is is just the perfect amount of like oh yeah this is k you listen to this, this is K-pop. But at the same time, you're just like, oh, but this sounds like a really good Western song. Like, I feel like those are the best K-pop songs where you're just like, oh man, they could sing this in English or Korean and it would be great. And and I'm sure there's somebody who is saying like, it's not made by a Korean company. It, it's not made by Koreans at all. They just brought in two girls to sing and write lyrics, right? Or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, and I totally kind of get that idea of like can a non-korean write a korean k-pop song right yeah um but i do think like those the riot producers of the song like went into it very clearly trying to appease the korean market as well as mm-hmm. others you know so like in my head like this is a fucking k-pop song and uh it's one of the best ones for me of- yeah of time. Not even not even 2018, I think of like all time. As crazy as that sounds. It might be uh I might just be talking about my ass, but that song is just so good. Like and to be and to be honest, like when I first heard it, I wasn't wowed. Um yeah, I remember you, were, yeah. Yeah. I remember you were really high on it and I was just kinda like if anything, kind of negative about it. I was like, man, I don't really like this song. It's like whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like which which happens all the time because you're so into a song or into something, it makes me like, oh, maybe I should look at it again or maybe I should like give it another shot. And I did, and I like love it, you know. 
Yeah. And that's I think the I think the best song of 2018. Um which is not even from a, a group that's real. Uh it's made by a video game company for <laughs> the championships. Like yeah. strange. How strange I, is that? Maybe you've never heard of it. I fucking doubt it, but maybe you haven't. But yeah, the two Koreans in it are what? So uh Soyeon from well, they're from both from G Idol. Yeah, G Idol people. But I think her name's Soyeon or Sohyun. Whatever. She was in Produce. Um yeah. very clearly. She had a couple solo songs that I was like, what are you doing with mm-hmm. her? What are you doing with her? This is wrong direction, guys. Um but like the way they took her rap in this, way better than even in the G Idol songs. Because I have heard some of the G Idol songs and like the direction that they go with for her specifically is way better in this one than it is in um in their own songs. But yeah, uh, and I think it has to do with the production. You know, like I I I don't know because I haven't been in a in a studio, but I feel like producers, their Korean producers look for a specific thing, mm-hmm. and it's hard to have a more broader range in sound when you have one person always looking for one specific thing. And that's yeah. why we can like I usually identify songs by producer because they're they're looking for a specific formula every time. And yeah. it's nice to have a song that is you're using some of the same ingredients but you're making a different recipe kind of deal. Yeah, I guess it does make sense to you you'll get more outside thoughts if you look on the outside right yeah uh, exactly yeah um so that that's one for me the other one that's big is that i did so i i did get kind of really back into the produced circle of things and i started by watching the china version of produce 101 yeah i remember you talking um, about that not to be confused with there are two Chinese versions. One is the official <laughs> Produce China. 101 version. It has girls in it. And then there's a knockoff one uh, that was also really, really popular in China, but that has boys in it. So I'm specifically talking about the one Don't called girls. Produce 101 China, and it has girls in it. And I am Chinese, but I've absolutely... I, I, I don't like anything Chinese <laughs> related at all. Um, but I still somehow like was drawn into that, that produced cycle again. And I was telling Josh that like the way, the route that this, that China went about it was the best route because it's like an online only channel. So they could make the episodes as long as they wanted. And sometimes they're like four hour episodes, (laughs) which is insane. Um, (laughs) It's really long. Yeah. But they don't do any of that bullshit. Mnet editing. They don't like repeat a scene 17 times. Mm-hmm. They don't like, to, like build tension and yeah, they don't like cut things randomly to build tension or they like, um, what are they? They blank out the screen so that you see the reactions before you see. No, it's like probably the most straightforward editing you can possibly hope for. And yeah. like during the first elimination, like all the girls were like crying and which is fine. Like it real makes emotion. Sense. They're yeah. really emotional. They're crying. They're like, no, they're like sad for each other. And like, <laughs> the host of the show, Tao, was just like 
fucking stop like stop this bullshit like we get it you you're on tv yeah. um we get that you want to be you are sad and but you also want to act sad because you think that's what people want like just be proud that you made it this far like be proud yeah. that you made it to the stage and just smile say thank you and let's move on and so ever since that episode like the eliminations are so streamlined it's actually kind of Weird. Nice. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's kind of nice. It's, it's oh, so, wow. it's just like, the, okay, uh, you're 54, you're for 35, you're this, you're this. You're, it's like, that kind of straightforward editing was so awesome, um, that mm. I really, really liked it. Interesting. In true IOI fashion, uh, once they made it the group, um, their songs have been awful trash piles. <laughs> but, it's to be expected. I mean, the Chinese Chinese music is not K-pop. Right? Like yeah. <laughs> Chinese people don't make no good music. I'm sorry, Chinese fans. Um, but uh, anyways, the girl, you know, I had a, a very like ex- good experience with that. And so then Produce 48 came out. And again, you probably know, but may- uh, it's like they're looking. It's like half Japanese contestants, half mm-hmm. Korean contestants. And I never finished. I'm probably like two thirds of the way through. So I don't even know who made it to the final one. But the song, the pick me song for this season of 48 is my second favorite song of the year. Huh. It is actually made by like, I don't know if you've heard it too much, but I don't think I, I haven't looking it up right now. It is this perfect. And I, for me, this perfect amalgamation of a Korean sound and Japanese sound. It sounds like a video game at times. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not cringy enough in like that kind of super J-pop way. Um, but it has that like chantability and that like simplicity that a lot of J-pop songs have. Um, like even when we go back to it, like we were totally brainwashed and thinking the original pick me song was a decent song. Like that's a trash song. It was not um, good. It was not good. Um, but like the, this song, uh, it's called Nekoya is, it is awesome. I, I still really like, it. I still think it's one of my favorite girl group songs, um, in the last couple of years. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it, it was, it's still kind of hard to watch produce 48 to go back to this Mnet style of editing. Um, mm. but you know, there's some interesting problems that arose, you know, with the whole half Japanese cast and half. Mm-hmm. Korean cast, but like near the end, expect. it's kind of not really about that anymore because, uh, uh I don't want to say anything because spoilers. Um, mm, okay, but uh, yeah, if, give it a chance. Listen to the song. Watch the you know the big video with all hundred and one or you know hundred and whatever girls. Um, but I really did like this Nekoya song. It's it's produced by I think Flow Blow, who normally produces guy group songs. He did the one on one songs. He does a lot of one on one songs. Hmm. Um, does a lot of Pentagon songs. So it was kind of interesting to hear like a pr- primarily guy group producer make a girl group song. Hmm. Um, and I think that kind of like he, they he also or they also made like energetic. Like there's this sense oh, of wow. like. Happy like, Beat. poppiness to it. Yeah, that kind of goes through the whole song. That um, like it's just it dun, dun 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 dun. Like it's just very. I I really like that. So yeah, those are my two big like K-pop experiences. Um, there's a bunch of other songs, but like, do you have any? I don't know if you have any big um, ones. I mean, I really liked obviously that KDA pop star song. Mm-hmm. Um, that one was really big, and I also really liked uh, "Bad Boy" mm-hmm. by Red Velvet. Like, 
I thought that was like the best Red Velvet song. Um, like I for a fully, I fully agree. That's also on my like. Actually, like, like it's, it's such a good song, dude. It's, it's such a good, such song, a good man. song. Like even even now, I was listening to it like maybe a week or two ago, um, because I saw. Uh, they did like a sequel to it, like really bad boy or something. Listen to that song, garbage. Don't don't, <laughs> go, don't talk about that song. Please, I had to go back and listen to the original version and to clear like, that from your brain. So yeah, this song was so good. Like holy shit, it pains me. It pains <laughs> me that they diluted the the brand of bad boy by making yeah. that next song. How dare really they? Bad boy. How, How dare they associate dare they? that with this? I know. It's such a good song. It's like such a good song because again, it is one song. It is one backing track for the entire song, and it's a fucking great backing track. Yeah, I mean, music video probably not the best, but um, I really like the song. Really, really good. Yeah, the 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 boopity boops in the beginning still some of the best boopity boops. That those ones. Yeah. I really like the hoo-hoos and ha-has. Like, those ones are really... That's that's my jam right there. Yeah, no, for sure. And I might be wrong on this, but I'm there is no rap, right? Um, I'm not sure, actually. I don't... If, if there is a rap, it's, like, very... Really quick or something. I don't think there is. Like, there's some sing-talk rapping, like, thrown in there, but there's not, like, a rap part. Not, that... I don't think there's a rap rap. Yeah, there's no rap rap. I remember when we talked about the uh, the song on the podcast, we were like, yeah, there's no rap rap part of it. And But that's important because a lot, yeah, at least for important. me, a lot of Red Velvet songs are torpedoed by their rap song. Like, uh, what's that Mike, one Michael Jackson like, <laughs> song? Dum-dum? You know what I'm talking dum- about? Dum-dum? Dum-dum? Yeah. Oh, man, that was fucking, yeah, just cut in half. Like yeah. a terrible rap. No, I think... Um, What's the uh, song right before the- Peekaboo? Like I think Peekaboo is, is actually Peekaboo? a really good song, but the rap comes so early in that song, I can never get just through Peekaboo. Off. Yeah, I can I never get with through. you. I am with you, Steven. But yeah, actually, I haven't really heard Power Up too much. I remember hearing it once, and I kind of was like meh about it. I heard it like two or three times. It is really meh. It's more of the poppier, like less or the red, whatever version of Red Velvet, not the velvet part. You yeah, um, and I also didn't listen to the Sappy song, but I'm pretty sure it's a Japanese song. song. I'm not sure about Sappy song. But it shows in the Korean single, so I'm not quite sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, those were two really big songs that I liked. Obviously, we talked about Love Scenario by... Um, Icon. Which, yeah, which sounds like, obviously, another song that's pretty good, too. <laughs> I think it was like I Mad or something like that. Yeah, um... I, I think no, Black. No, no. Uh, sorry, so go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say another song that is pretty much big names, good games. I think for me it was Blackpink's "Do Do Do Do." Um, for, at least for me, Blackpink. I mean, I think we know this is very hit or miss. Um, yes, <laughs> that's for goddamn sure. And I, I actually really like uh, "Do Do Do Do." Um, like it's got this fat ass beat that I really do enjoy listening to it's catchy. And like the, the EDM or whatever breakdown the last 20 seconds of do, 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 do is, is if that was just the song, that might be my favorite song of 2018. <laughs> um, it's such a great way to end a song. I honestly wish that part was just longer and that was the whole song, but like 
it just goes hard on the beat. But yeah, I, I really do. Uh, I really did like that Blackpink song. Um, a lot of girl groups, as always, that mm-hmm. I enjoy. I mean, we're always pretty high on the girl groups. Yeah, know? I have you heard this Laboom song? This Laboom "I'm Yours" song. No, I, I don't think I have. It was a song that I heard on the on the plane when I was listening to like just top, you Is know, K-pop songs, and like I really like this Laboom song. Not what you would expect from Laboom, I think. Okay. I've never seen the music video until right at this exact moment. Um, it starts with a minute and thir- 28 seconds of bullshit, which you know we love, Josh. You know. Oh, it's best. We, we hate that. But. <laughs> it's the fucking best. Get, get to the actual area. song. And it's like this very sultry kind of catchy song. And it's one whole song again, not Frankenstein at all. No random shit in the middle. Honestly, it kind of like, like I can put that in like, like a Chunga corner, you know, of like, hmm. I don't know what it is. Just not what I expect from Laboom, but it's called I'm Yours. It's called I'm Yours. You should check that one That's, out. Is that the name of the album? It should be the name of the song. There's one that's like Turn It On. That's the one I'm seeing. Oh, maybe it's called Turn It about On, that? bro. Maybe okay. it is. Oh, you're right. I did write the album name. Oh, the, the only reason I know is because I just looked it up, right, like, literally yeah. right now. Yeah. Whoopsie. See, that's how uh, new it is in my head. But uh, turn it on. Um, uh, I, yeah. really, I really like this song. Um, yeah. Um, what other songs that I really like? I like, like I mentioned earlier, I like the Loco and Hwasa collaboration. That was really good. I haven't um, heard that yet. I think you really like it. It's it's a very much, like, back and forth R&B with, like, with a beat kind of song. I think you really enjoy mm. it. If you don't, then I don't know who you are anymore, but um, that one is good. I heard a lot of um, that Loco Post-It song with Jay Park. It just keeps showing up in my playlist over and over again, so I've heard it so is many times. Is that the one with like everybody in it? Like It has like Loco, Jay Park, Gray. Like... No, it's not that one. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? I think that one I has do like know. Doki or maybe in it or... Yeah, demonic or something. Some of those, some like OG kind of rappers, like Korean hip hop rappers. Yeah, this one is not that. This one is like almost all. It's more of a song. It's more of a song rather than a rap, and it's Mm -hmm. like all Instagram, fake Instagram filter or whatever. Okay. Um, Now speaking of Instagram, Dean put out two songs that I liked: um, Instagram and this one that he did with Rad Museum called Dayfly. Oh yeah, with Sully and yeah, with Sully and Rad Museum. Mm. Uh, Rad Museum is like so. I first found Rad Museum when I was really into Off on Off mm-hmm. because I'm a really big fan of their album. But he, it, it's a very like you have to like that kind of music. It's like really like kind of melancholy R and B sounding songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I also mentioned, I like the Hyorin. Uh, she put out two songs. One was like Dal Dali. And the other one is CC. Um, really good songs in my mind. I really like both of those songs. Um, also, there's this IU song called Pipi. Mm. I really like that song as well. I feel like as far as IU songs, like it was like not as good as her last mm. couple, but I don't know. But I I really like that song because gotcha. well, also because I understand it, and she's like directly, mm. dir- you know, directly challenging like people who. Or saying bad things about her. It's kind of like a letter, letter to all the haters. IU style, mm. and I, and I really like that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I think the uh, only other songs I have are there's a Pentagon song 
that oh yeah it's called shine yeah probably my favorite boy group song uh mm. even probably i don't even i haven't looked at my 2017 list but like i actually really like this pentagon song um, yeah i like that song as well there's this key song featuring crush called one of those nights that i'm kind of obsessed with i don't know if i've heard that i feel like in my head you would love it but i i don't know it's 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 a freaking guitar ballad, like an R and B kind of guitar mm. ballad. I'm like hitting this on those. Sometimes I love those, sometimes I don't. Yeah. I don't know if you, you would, but I really do love it. Like it sounds like one on one should sing it, which is kinda weird. Mm. Um because like a, the a, like the beat kind of kicks in. It's like do 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 um I don't even know who produced it. Maybe it is somebody involved in uh <laughs> like Flow Blow. I don't know. Who knows? Uh so I, I did really like those two songs and i have it's a total brainwash because at first i did not like the uh the first izone song which is the produce 48 group is um, that is that is that la vie en rose yes yeah um i I'm, have I'm brainwashed myself so hard that like i re oh i just googled the music video i should have done that oh, oh bad, Steven, i didn't bad. see it i didn't see it bad, I didn't see anything. um i didn't see anything Please. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, there are like parts in this video that I'm like, it's surprising to me because a lot of times we, you have big groups of girls and you have to kind of like average the skill kind of. Cuteness. Um, okay. no, like average the amount of skill to put in, in the song. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, there are parts in the song that like, I'm like, oh, she's actually a pretty good singer. Oh, she's actually a pretty good rapper. Like, oh, like the backing track is actually really, uh, interesting and pushes the song forward and has a decent beat. And, um, there's like all these weird little filler sounds that I thought really Matt, uh, that really added to the song. Um, I, okay, I'm going to Google who produced it. Please don't spoil things for me. Be uh, careful. Uh, oh, wow. There's a lot of, other albums call this let's see who produced this oh i've no idea who this mos pick mos mos pick moss pick moss pick um sounds like some sort of medical device that you don't really need like yeah a water 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 pressurized ear cleaner or something moss pick oh interesting they're a moss pick music producing group from cube entertainment which oh, from Cube is known for producing like four minutes crazy and healing his lip and hip. Huh. I never, never would have thought that listening to this huh. song. Interesting, no, absolutely not. Um, so that's interesting. Um, but yeah, I've been brainwashed into liking, uh, liking that song. Like I would take this Izone song over fucking A Pink song any day, and I actually like this A Pink song. So. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of 2018. Like I'm sure we missed a billion songs. Um, so if you know, long-time listeners are still here, um, and you know us, I think, decently well. If you want to, I don't know, email us. You know, we still got an email, thisweekinkpop.com. Nope, that's not right. Thisweekinkpop at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still receive email. You can still Slack us if you are in that Slack channel. But yeah, maybe give us a list of songs that you liked and also maybe a list of songs that you think we like that we should hear. Um, but uh, yeah, I am I think, Josh, you should... Definitely check out the uh, Laboom song and the uh, the key song if you can. Um, Probably will like them. And I will. And I think of anybody here. I'm weirdly into Huron songs, right? 
you definitely I think you'll like the Huron songs and I think you'll like that Loco Hwasa, Loco Hwasa combo. Gotcha. That's just yeah. a combo that in my head doesn't make any sense. But. No, there was like apparently there's like uh love line rumors between them two as well. They were like really had a good chemistry, yeah. Um well if anybody will like that song, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's, if anybody we'll see you on the next episode, I guess, maybe. All right. Um so yeah, I think that will be it. Um uh hopefully you guys enjoyed it. It was good talking about K pop again. And uh yeah, I, I guess I need to finish that produce thing to prevent myself from spoilers. <laughs> um but it's also fucking insane that it's 2019, man. Like it it's insane to me that fucking Avengers End War comes out in like three months. Like Yeah, things are so fast, man. Things are so fast now. It's gonna be twenty twenty soon and then we're gonna be dead. So Yeah. <laughs> Because I don't see myself living past that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. When, when Trump gets reelected, you know, we're just all we yeah, we're just, yeah, just kill us, just kill us now. Um, the politics—that's what you guys came here for. All right, uh, we'll see you guys next time. What do bye. we say at the end of shit? I say bye. Oh yeah, that's right. One more time. Ready? <laughs> bye. <laughs>